Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see your locally owned and operated Linton Glass for all your glass needs. No matter what glass you need to replace, you can count on Linton Glass. Call us today at 601-835-4336 or find us on the web at lintonglass.com. Howdy, howdy, it's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone and welcome to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host Gerard Gibbert along with Rhino in the Element Wealth Studios guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music on this beautiful Friday Eve. Weather plowed through moving so dang fast. It did. Lots of wind but wow that was a bunch of rain. So what do you know Rhino about what happened across the state in terms of uh, storm damage and impact. I got a photo uh, earlier this morning from our content director. looks like, uh, where was that weather? Up in uh, Corinth, the Corinth area? Yeah, there was some damage in in Alcorn County. I saw damage in the community of Octok, which is uh, a community we've heard a couple times with all the severe weather the last few weeks. Uh, I think this was their their worst hit, though. Uh, Several pictures coming out of Brandon with lightning strikes or trees down. Uh, Different parts of the Delta had localized wind damage. I haven't seen any confirmed reports of tornadoes touching down and causing a whole lot of damage, but we did have a couple reports of tornadoes touching down yesterday. Had a couple reports of hail. So, yeah, it's going to be about... 12, 24 hours while the National Weather Service gets everything sorted out and we get all the details. But, yeah, mm-hmm. if you saw any damage, text it into us on the ceasefire text line, 601-879-4395. Let us know. Yeah, I'm looking I've at I've seen it. several pictures of downed trees, a tree on a car, yeah. uh, a tree on a carport. Thankfully, the car wasn't in the carport. It looked like the car was parked next door. So, Yeah, a friend of mine in Columbus was unable to exit his driveway this morning because of a downed tree across the driveway. And uh, just looking back, this was from the Alcorn County Electric Power the Association, the EPA, and it is uh, shots of trees resting on power poles, power lines, and obviously out of commission, 65-foot steel poles, and the wind ripped through them like toothpicks is what uh, the Alcorn County EPA says. So I know we got listeners in that area, let us know. Uh, perhaps our good friend, Representative Nicholas Bain, can give us an update. That's his uh, home area as well. But, wow. There was a striking picture on social media last night of a lightning strike on a church in Amory. How about that? The uh, Where did it go? The 
First Assembly of God in Amory, their steeple was struck by lightning and caught fire. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's a, that is unusual. They situation. had canceled services because of the weather, so thankfully no one was in the building and no one was harmed, or, or but the building was on fire. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, let us know, folks. We... Uh, we just had a bunch here in central Mississippi. It looks like the storm, as sometimes happens, it kind of split up as far as the worst cells north and south of us watching the tornado warnings on the radar. Those were all north and south of us. But we got an incredible amount of rain. I mean, it was raining sheets, torrents, as they say. Speaking of storms rolling into town, what about Elon Musk? Yeah, you know that's a big deal when you well think about it this way. What other company yeah in the throes of what appears to be from every outside looking in a hostile takeover? What other company in the throes of a hostile takeover gets comments on the hostile takeover from I don't know, say a NASCAR driver? Yeah. I saw Denny Hamlin tweeting about it earlier today. <laughs> well, he's uh, he got the dough, as they say, does Mr. Musk. He's offered $54.20 a share cash. I think that works out to about $43 billion, if I'm not mistaken. He wants to take the company private and make what he believes are necessary changes to expand the business, improve its viability. If you don't track Twitter from a financial perspective, folks, they don't do very well. Revenues have been flat. Their gross margins are not good. Their net margins, they're too worried about everything but making a dang profit. Well, they did enjoy the overinflated prices of last year. They did. I mean, some, they were trading up around 70 at one point last that's year. That's right. And you remember Facebook was off the chart as well. They've both come back down to earth, as they say. But, but that's the only thing I think is really going to be a wrench in the gears for, for Elon's yeah. mighty machine is the shareholders can go, well, we had it at 70 a share just 12 months ago. Yeah, Is there I, anybody out there that's got enough dough to counter the offer? Well, that's kind of what I expect is a counter. I mean, that's normally how that stuff works. I don't think they'll take the first offer off the table. Elon says, however, this is, you know, his... Final his, offer. Yeah, his volley, my best and final offer. And if you don't take it, I'm going to have to think about my position. So... It, meaning he may dump his 9% of the company, and that would wreak havoc on the share price, of course. would be incredible. So I'm quoting Mr. Musk here. Twitter has extraordinary potential. I will unlock it. I invested in Twitter as I believe in its potential to be the platform for free speech around the globe. And I believe free speech is a societal imperative for a functioning democracy. However, since making my investment, I now realize the company will never thrive nor serve the societal imperative in its current form. Twitter needs to be transformed as a private company. There you go. You wonder, was all this planned? Was this the the goal was this orchestrated, sequenced? 
Could be. I think it's wonderful just because I like the idea that this guy is just a common-sense, bare-knuckled capitalist. And he's making this play for a company that has done nothing but, let's be honest, appease the left. Pander, placate the left. And, you know, Eliz Warren, Elizabeth Warren, she got to be shaking in her boots on this deal. She's got to be fuming. Because, you know what? He got to make money either way. She already just detests the idea of her of him making money. You don't pay enough taxes. So ridiculous. But that's what I like. He's just a just a practical, no holes barred, common sense, bare knuckled capitalist. Now, here's the deal. When you start talking about complete unrestrained free speech on platforms like this. There's got to be a little bit of, of logic and a little bit of prudence because you end up with nuts throwing stuff out there that totally is inappropriate, right? So, but if you're restraining content because it's disinformation, Russian collusion, Vaccine disinformation. If you're doing that and trying to police all that, that's where I think you've kind of stepped across the line in, ter- in terms of what should be allowed in the, um, I-, I guess, in the vein of free speech. But if folks start putting, I don't know, executions and stuff like that, I mean, crime, graphic content, gory violence, I'm not for that. I'm honestly not for that. But some may squawk and 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 uh, express their grievances. You're not allowing free speech. You see how thorny that can get. But which is why you've seen other social media platforms use a slightly different model than Twitter, where Twitter it's it's a message board essentially just modernized it's it's the cork board at the town square where you can put your hey have you seen my kitty hey job wanted and and you could put whatever you want to up there yeah but But without an edit button and without social engagement really mattering it it didn't act the same way other other social platforms did that had voting systems where the the mass of people consuming the information can vote up or down on whether or not it's good information or bad information, and that filters towards the top with yeah. better information. Twitter didn't do that. I agree. But uh, let's be honest. We don't need a gazillion different social media platforms. You go there because that's where everybody is. It's right. just like having operating systems. We don't need a gazillion PC operating systems. That's why essentially two one out. And it was almost just one. It really just one, yeah. We're going to take a break here from the Element Well Studios on Middays. Auditor Shad White at 11.05. Stay with us.
Hop on in to Nandy's Candy for all your Easter treats. Personalized eggs, caramel divinity, peanut butter and chocolate whip eggs, chocolate bunnies and ducks, hand-blown eggs filled with chocolate, sugar eggs, stuffed animals, jelly bellies, foil-wrapped bunnies and eggs, sour bunnies, bunny corn, empty or pre-made baskets, and so much more. Nandy's Candy, 1220 East Northside Drive in Maywood Mart, exactly where the Easter Bunny shops. Shop online at nandyscandy.com for in-store pickup or shipping. For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass. They'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. 601-605-4443. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by, see us, or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Mississippi Forestry Association is pleased to offer in-person teachers' conservation workshops this June and July. These hands-on conservation workshops feature field trips to sawmills, tree farms, and other natural resource sites and prepare educators to use the award-winning Project Learning Tree curriculum in their classrooms. Workshops are held in North, Central, and South Mississippi and offer CEU credits for Mississippi educators. For more information or to register, go to msforestry.net forward slash tcw. April is Gravely Mow the Distance Month at Revel Ace Hardware and Revel Outdoor Power. Save up to $2,000 off retail on select models, plus even more savings on customized package deals. Get 0% financing and pick your own Mow the Distance bonus. Free oil change or free set of blades or a free service kit. Hurry, the first 50 Gravely buyers receive a gift certificate for up to $200. Save big right now during Gravely Mow the Distance Month at Revel Ace and Revel Outdoor. Learn more at reveloutdoor.com and Facebook. Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Let's do this. On Super Talk Mississippi. Let's do
That's Rick Derringer. Love that tune. Thank you for that, Rhino. Used to bang that out on the drums. <laughs> so that was from the all-hit request line. I came in this morning saying, let's rock and roll. And I told Rhino, we need to play a little rock and roll hoochie coo. <laughs> That'll get you fired up. Uh, Red and Ridgeland says, yeah, there's porn all over Twitter already. I, I agree, and I know there is, but there are there are bots, there are algorithms, electronic systems that at least attempt to suppress it and restrict it. But they ain't perfect. And the folks that publish that stuff, they're pretty smart about getting around uh, the AI systems that deal with that. But all I'm saying is it's it's not such that when you scroll your feed, it's just full of it. Right. It's not that. It it does appear here and there. They've used their algorithm to filter your feed in That's different right. ways. That's right. Uh, and if you in in the realm of porn, yeah. If you look at Twitter specifically, it's been proven time and time again that Twitter is used in countries that ban porn. To circumvent the ban. Okay. Makes sense. Because they've banned sites that are explicitly that. Correct. And content. And so they try to get around it. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And it's a, like everything, it's a it's a cat and mouse game. It just is. And you're you're constantly chasing it. The the folks that are wanting to break the rules get better. And the people trying to restrict it, their technology and their systems gets better, and they just keep one-upping each other. It's a chess game, honestly. No no different than the entire cybersecurity realm is. That's just nothing but folks wanting to intrude and, and uh, infect systems and introduce malware and malicious software. How complicated can I make a lock without making it too complicated to that's, use? That's basically right. And then there's those that are that make the tools to protect against that, and uh, they are constantly updating that. And they've got all kinds of sophisticated systems that are literally continuously scoping the content on the internet and the traffic on the internet to try to pick up patterns that say, "Hey, this is probably bad content." And then they update their systems. It's all done in real time in the background. That's what you're paying for with all that technology, to try to stay out ahead of it. But it ain't perfect. If it were perfect, we wouldn't have any breaches. And we're seeing breaches occur in systems that are operated by the most sophisticated on the planet. They're subject to it. I mean, that's it's, uh, that's why there's a huge industry just around cybersecurity. Humongous. We don't have enough people, by the way, to work in the industry. We're not. We're like ten to one. Job needs to qualified people out there to to work that job. I know just trying to hire those people in my business because we we had a, a fairly robust practice, cybersecurity practice. Even the really sharp young engineers that had the aptitude. Just found it boring and didn't want to do it. That, really, they wanted wanted some other area, some other uh, category of of, um, of practice, of service area. It, it's still within the realm of IT infrastructure. I mean, think about it. You, you've like got to have someone who is both skilled and and 
mentally capable of handling the the intricacies of technology and have that drive that that just certain people have to be the the mediator the arbitrator the the go between the the peacemaker with the people that feel compelled to be umpires or police officers or yeah. people, like you have some of those people that they just they feel compelled to do that well the overlap of that circle and the circle of techies probably doesn't have a whole lot i think that's right and and it's just i know we we had people that came on and, and joined that that practice group and worked it a few months and just said this is boring <laughs> i don't want to do it anymore is there somewhere else and we'd move them over to you know some basic infrastructure role engineering role architect or implementation engineer dealing with switches and routers and all that crazy infrastructure those are just tinker toys complicated tinker toys but uh i don't know it's just it it's why we have this shortage we i mean that's the fact we have a shortage of cybersecurity expertise and and workers and it's a global shortage and i think it's fair to say that the bad guys that are looking to to compromise and breach systems, they know that. They know there's a shortage. They know there are vulnerabilities out there as a result. Well, they're recruiting from the same pool, too. Yeah, exactly right. It's exactly right. Come on over to the dark side and make more money. We've got cookies. <laughs> oh, wow. Jimmy from Enid here is in the rub. Where did you draw the line then? Uh, not sure what he's talking about. What's he talking about there, Rhino? Help us out, Jim. Maybe with social media, like what do you oh. do? You say no to? Man, I don't know. Uh, and that's why I was bringing up the the social aspect of the social media, where certain social media platforms allow the users to vote up or down on the content. Yeah. So in that case, it's the the crowd policing itself instead of the the platform policing them yeah so in that instance there wouldn't be any hard line drawn it would just be whatever your circle considers acceptable it's true and and you know that that's a similar model to to cryptocurrency i mean that's the way the blockchain works it's self-policing doesn't require regulators uh the technology is such that and that's just because of the distributed nature of blockchain and the immutable aspect of it, feature of it as well. It's it's self-policing. And what these miners do, they're out there trying to find possible anomalies that, that get through the system somehow, the protections. And when they do, they get paid. So rather than them trying to hack it, they're actually trying to find problems and fix those problems, report those, all done electronically. It's not like you call somebody and say, hey, I found a problem, and... Uh, but it's all done transparently and electronically, and then those are corrected, and they get paid in Bitcoin. So you've got this whole army of really smart developers and engineers out there that are constantly searching for these problems in the blockchain and correcting those problems, and they're getting rewarded with blockchain. Well, excuse me, with Bitcoin for it. So, So, Jimmy, you know, this is why I'm always skeptical when you hear 
folks on both sides of the aisle say, government's got to get in there and get in there and regulate that content. I don't think that works out too well, honestly. I'm, I'm a big proponent of the people police themselves a lot better than I, the government. I am too. But he, here's what we, I think, could agree on. There's no consensus on what is appropriate and inappropriate content. And so who do you want? The Congress determining that? I don't. That's why I like the idea of the self-policing. I mean, take away any of the, the, the tech aspect of it and just look at the human nature of it. Say you got a group of parents hanging out, and you're all in a circle, and you're showing each other pictures of your kids on a Sunday afternoon after church or something. And somebody rolls up, gets out, and is obviously inebriated and cursing up a storm and stuff. Do you say something to them to try to, hey, 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 not, 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 not here, not now. Okay, take that same group of people, put them at a barbecue, and they've all had a few, and somebody tells a off-color joke. Is the reaction going to be the same? Probably not. And the same happens on social media. It's to a greater extent when you start talking about porn or gore or yeah. stuff like that. But yeah. your echo chamber or your cultivated feed or your friend group or whatever you have, it can be filtered to what you want without censoring everybody. That's right. So rather than the platform itself trying to a, a bunch of um, millennials making up the rules, which is what's commonly perceived, not you, but not you. Mark Cuban, by the way, just tweeted, I think Twitter will do everything possible not to sell the company. They will try to get a friendly to come in and buy Elon shares and get him out. There you go. Mark would know. I mean, I, you got to trust that guy. He's been around the block in this sort of stuff. I think the board is going to counter and come up with something. They don't want to do it. But then they've got a fiduciary responsibility to their stockholders that could put them in some sort of legal peril if they just outright rejected it. We'll take a break here on Midday. Shad White at 11.05. Congressman Michael Guest at 12.05. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 78. Tonight, partly cloudy conditions, low around 51. Your finally Friday, a slight chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 81. And a look to Saturday, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 82. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871. Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. You're looking for somebody to fix your roof, right? Watkins Construction and Roofing. I know by personal experience and customer feedback. 
contact. They are number one. New roof, roof repair, metal roofing, skylights, roof windows. Our friends at Watkins Construction and Roofing will settle for nothing less than the most professional job in the industry. Again, it's that attention to detail that powers Watkins' continued growth. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team at 601-966-8233 or go to nomoreroofleak.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. We think diamond prices in most jewelry stores are downright scary. That's why at Juniker Jewelry Company, we're doing something about it. Because starting Monday, April 18th, you can buy directly from the diamond cutter. It's the Diamond Expo at Juniker Jewelry Company. Our diamond cutter is flying in with millions in certified diamonds. Fresh production, every size, shape, and price range. It's the Diamond Expo. Three quarter carat diamonds for less than $1,650. One carat for under $2,500. And two carat diamonds starting at just $7,500. Plus, qualified buyers get up to 12 months financing. Interest-free. Guys, this is how you buy a diamond. The Diamond Expo. Save hundreds, even thousands, directly from our cutters. Six huge days, Monday, April 18th through Saturday, April 23rd. I'll be there to shake your hand. Juniker Jewelry Company, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The National Weather Service in Jackson is busy conducting damage assessments after last night's severe weather. Jasper, Clark, Lauderdale, Leak, Neshoba, Winston, and Noxabee counties were affected. We'll know more when they release the results of their survey this evening. Southern Living Magazine named Natchez one of the South's best small towns this month. Mayor Dan Gibson says all you have to do is get on the Natchez Trace and look across the river to understand why. We started saying here lately only in Natchez. It's so beautiful here, but we're having a lot of growth. We're having a lot of increase in tourism, people moving in, buying houses, people starting new businesses. And I think we just hit... 1,500 new jobs since July of 2020, so the Natchez renewal is going strong. Natchez came in number eight in this year's Breeders' Poll. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. Sponsor or register today for the Mississippi Economic Council's 72nd Annual Meeting on Thursday, April 21st at the Jackson Convention Complex from 8.30 to 1 p.m. You'll hear from MEC members, business leaders, and elected officials from across Mississippi as we hear from thought leaders about the opportunities for securing Mississippi's future. Attendees will hear from State Health Officer Thomas Dobbs, Governor Tate Reeves, MEC leadership, and more. Sponsor or register today at MEC.MS. That's MEC.MS. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Don't miss the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers every day at 5. Speaking of Ford, it's Ford Truck Month. Now is the time to get a great deal on the only trucks built Ford Tough. Work or play, get after it in a new Ford F-150 or Super Duty truck. Get behind the wheel in a new Ford Maverick pickup and get after any adventure with deals on Ford Ranger. Take advantage of our best offers on the full Ford lineup of Ford trucks. These deals won't last long. Get to Ford Truck Month at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. 
Mississippi, the place you call home is a state like no other. From the music to the food and the people, the Magnolia State has so many good things to celebrate. And now you can, each weekday afternoon from 2 to 3, on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and all the good things to do. Life doesn't always have to be serious, so let's have fun. Good Things with Rebecca Turner, weekdays from 2 to 3 on Super Talk Mississippi. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi. Middays, thanks so much for joining us. We're in the Element Well Studios, bumping you into this segment with sticks up from the all hit request line on this Friday Eve. The president's approval rating hits its lowest since he's been in office 33% in a Quinnipiac poll, 33% approve of the job. Joe Biden is doing for these United States. That ain't very good, is it? 33%? That's pretty low. Yeah, and we got the congressman, Michael Guest, coming in at 12.05. He uh, just visited the border, talked to sheriffs, I think maybe there just yesterday. So we'll get a report from him on that with Title 42 scheduled to expire pretty soon here. That was a Trump-era policy that was uh, aligned with the science. It allowed immigration authorities along the border to reject entrance for those that might pose a a COVID problem. Now think about that. We're going to drop that, but we're extending mask mandates for Americans to fly on airplanes. This is why they lose all credibility with that kind of garbage. Nobody pays attention. That's just dumb. Oh, you're four years old and you go to school in New York? Put that mask on. You illegal immigrants, come right on in. No mask required. Here's a ticket, a package, some health care, education, stimmy check, phone, whatever. That's how upside down it is, truly. I got to change the subject. I just get mad about it when I think about. Uh, oh man, Scott Tubelo said those thirty-three percent need their head examined. What are they? I agree, Scott. What are they seeing? And I tell you where they are really starting to show some weakness is in the Hispanic community. So you start to wonder. Of all those that are flowing into the country from south of the border, most of whom are Hispanic, maybe they ain't going to vote the way they want them to. Because they're going to let them vote. That's what they want. Totally what they want. And that's the idea, of course. That's what's behind it. 
Governor Greg Abbott of Texas, he did make good on his promise. He sent, what, 36 folks or so on a bus up to the Capitol? Supposedly the first bus of many. Okay. But it's voluntary, which I don't get that. Why do you think they say, hey, if you'd like to get on the bus here, we're going to Washington? And they get on. It's to keep from getting a kidnapping charge, maybe? (laughs) Could be. (laughs) They are going across state lines. Yeah. It is voluntary. I think uh, the report I saw said, unlike what the Democrats tell you, it was mostly young males. It wasn't like families and kids. Although, is that not just heartbreaking, folks? When a child comes across unaccompanied, that's heartbreaking. But it's Joe Biden's fault. He's inviting this crap. How can you say he's not? And he needs to be held accountable for it. But, and and what about these reports, and we'll ask the congressman about this, coming across and taking selfies? Hey, look, no big deal, I'm here, I'm sending that out, come on! That's how crazy it's gotten. Unbelievable. Tim from Tupelo says, Did you see the bus? The illegals were bused to Washington. It wasn't a bus. It was a Sprinter van, not a bus. I saw a bus, Tim, in the report I looked at, viewed. I think of that trip in a Sprinter van that holds about 10 to 12. So the report I saw, Tim, had a full-size touring bus with 36 on board. That was what the reporter, the journalist that filed the report, and it was it was a television report, so it was video. Yeah, I'm looking at the video now. It's a charter bus. Yeah, it's a full-size bus. I'm not saying there weren't these smaller buses. You may be right, Tim, but this particular report I saw clearly had a full-size charter bus, 36 on board. Is that what you see? That's what was reported Yeah, the the first report I see says two to three dozen, and then the second report is a confirmation of 36 migrants. Okay, there you go. So we're on the same page there. Yeah, and they got little bracelets with a code on them, and when they get off, they got a phone that they scan the code. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? Giving them a code so we can track them, because they want to be tracked, of course. (laughs) It's so silly. When a David on the ceasefire tax line... When we purchase foreign oil, how do we recoup that money? Uh, I'm not following you there, David. So we we pay for the commodity. I'm not sure what you mean by recoup it. We don't recoup it. We we exchange money for the oil. Or is he what asking what's there? the what's the trade balance there, or the imbalance we have with many countries? Oh, Where yeah. We, we import their oil and pay them for it, and we probably don't export as much to them. Oh, I think that's true. <clears throat> there was a time when we were uh, under the Trump administration. We're not now. Uh, we're not a net exporter, I should say. But it, it, it kind of all gets combined into a global supply and then refined. And most of it gets refined here. Um, so... Now, I hope we answered your question there. Chris from Oxford says, Tell Tim they should have been in a paddy wagon because they're illegals. Yeah, fat chance that's going to happen under this regime, Chris. I hear you, though, man. Uh, Nobody's better than Biden. 
I mean, nobody would be better than Biden. <laughs> Talking about the polling. It, it is uh, got to be causing some angst, wouldn't you think, around the Oval Office? You know, most presidents, but you don't know about this one. They do. They just do. They track it. They want to know. It's, it's feedback. People want feedback on their job. When you're the president, it's pretty easy. They got these tracking polls, favorability ratings. I wonder if they're sharing that with him. wonder if he knows he's upside down to that extent. Who knows, right? It's really hard to tell, seriously. That 33% are the same ones that are still wearing masks, Tom and Carthage. There may actually be some truth to that, Tom. It does seem to be more symbolic than substantive. Who was it that texted us the other day said that was a, a, a famous line from Rush Limbaugh? I totally agree, by the way. There's no way all these people are wearing these masks because they think they're protecting themselves from COVID. You think so? Uh, yeah, I would venture to say at least, or more than half the people still wearing masks. Yeah. Have convinced themselves that they're they are they have somehow managed to survive two years through the end of the world, and if they don't, it's all going to come crashing down on them. Okay. Honestly, I I just think some people want to see. I'm I'm uh I'm in compliance. I follow rules. That's it's, another portion of them. Yeah. Okay. Because it's the reco- rule followers. They're right. It's recommended. You're not. I am. It's a way for them to feel exceptional. I think that's right. But they're fewer, no question about it. Oh, yeah. It's way, 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 way down, I've noticed. It's the young people I don't get. What's because generally that? people that, that feel an external need for acceptance are, are not going to really think through why they want that need. Okay. Hmm. Uh, speaking of business investments... We're talking about Elon Musk. How about CNN, the good folks over at CNN? $300 million they invested in uh, their streaming service. They're getting 10000 a day. We might catch them. <laughs> I think we've already passed them, actually. Yeah, Ten- <laughs> I think more people listen to this show than tune in to CNN+. 10000 10000 that's all they got. What did they expect when they populated the platform with people like Rex Chapman, who's the <laughs> biggest jerk on Twitter? He sure is. Oh, uh, Chris Wallace, of course, he bolted Fox. You know, his his reasoning was he wasn't happy about the way uh, they reported the January 6th deal. He wanted them to be more forceful and just denouncing it. That's what he said now. He's revealed that. So he's over there. Now he's all hot and bothered, says, I'm out of here if they don't give me my own show on the live network because he's on that stupid streaming thing and nobody's watching it. He went from being a, having a fairly popular news show on uh, Sunday as part of the Sunday news lineup on Fox. Now nobody knows who the hell he is. The old grass is greener, huh? That's exactly what happened here. 300 mil they spent on that. Fate is a fickle mistress. <laughs> We're going to step aside for a break right here. we got another segment in the first hour on Middays. Auditor Shad White at 11.05. Congressman Michael Guest at 12.05. And tickets to give away. 
got to get that fixed. Uneven driveways causing headaches? Helms Polyfoam will fix it without tearing up your driveway in the process. We inject polyfoam under settled concrete to stabilize it in a matter of minutes, not days. Polyfoam is used on runways, railways, and highways, so there is no question it will support your driveway. We also repair seawalls, sidewalks, pond dams, retaining walls, and unstable soil. Visit HelmsPolyfoam.com or call Helms Polyfoam at 601-966-7821. This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. (laughs) There are actually a lot of Mississippis. We're the birthplace of the blues and the king of rock and roll. We're not just the Delta. We're beaches and boardwalks, bright lights, and brighter smiles. There's a Mississippi for everyone. Shouldn't a local bank offer just as much? The Citizens Bank gives you more accessibility to lenders, more products, and more fit. Whatever your Mississippi, it takes one Mississippi to choose your local bank. The Citizens Bank, in your corner, member FDIC. Morgan Stone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects. We have all kinds of stuff. Marcus, let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morgan Stone in Brandon. Morganstone.com. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. This is the opening agri-market report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange July cotton was down 103 to 140.48. October cotton was down 83 to 127.35. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade May soybeans were up two cents to 16.78 per bushel. July soybeans were down two and a half to 16.62 and a half per bushel. July corn was up one and a quarter to 7.79 and a quarter per bushel. September corn was up three quarters to 7.47 and three quarters per bushel. At the Mercantile, June live cattle was down 75 to 136.12. August live cattle was down 60 to 138.05. May feeders up 20 to 162.15. August feeders down 80 to 173.62. And at the open, the Dow Jones up 115 points, 34,681. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Are you an employer looking to diversify your workforce? Hiring workers with disabilities is a win-win situation. This is Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Call our business relations specialist to learn how your company can benefit from no-cost on-the-job training and receive tax credits when hiring workers with disabilities. We're a source of recruitment for pre-screened and job-ready applicants and are committed to being a valuable partner for employers. Visit our website at mdrs.ms.gov to find a business relations specialist near you. Cotton isn't a crop. It's a calling. That's why you battle resistant weeds with guts and determination. BASF helps you win with the most effective in-season weed control program on the market. The powerhouse trio of Ingenia, Liberty, and Outlook are best-in-class post-herbicides, each with a different mode of action, so weeds don't stand a chance. Protect your calling at cottonweedcontrol.com. Ingenia, Liberty, and Outlook herbicides. Made for this. Ingenia herbicide is a U.S. EPA restricted use pesticide. Always read and follow label direct. Arm your- 
yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. Are we going to do this? Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Keep rolling. Three, two, one. On Super Talk Mississippi. Back on Midday, Super Talk Mississippi in the Element Wealth Studios. Yes, we do have some tickets to give away later on today. That'll be for Taylor Hicks coming up at uh, Dueling Hall. Today on In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, you'll hear an interview with writer David McGee, a columnist and author including his memoir, Dear William, written about his late son who died of an accidental drug overdose. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar is presented by visitmississippi.org. You can hear the show each Thursday and Friday, 1 to 2 p.m. on most Super Talk Mississippi stations, supertalk.fm, and available everywhere you listen to podcasts. That's In a Mississippi Minute. Steve Azar today after this show. So why we buy Russian oil, do they buy from us, or is that money gone? That's from David. And so just one thing to point out is that the dollar is the world's reserve currency, and I think 60% or so of the international trade that occurs in the world is done with dollars, and, and the dollar is the only currency, I believe, that can be used in virtually all, if not all, international trade transactions. It's the only one. The next one would be the euro. It's just based on the strength of the economy of the country and and lots of other factors that figure into how one currency stacks up against another. When your currency is deflated in value, it buys less against a currency or, or from a country whose currency is is valued higher. So it would take more rubles to buy from American goods and services than dollars to buy Russian goods and services, as an example. And Rhino actually did some research on the break about our trade balance with Russia. Yeah, we actually uh, we export to Russia from the U.S. just under $13 billion a year for the last couple of years. Uh, we don't have the, the data from last year just yet, but 2020, yeah, yeah, just just over 13 billion dollars. Whereas we bought from them mm, just shy of 11 billion dollars. Yeah. So, and most of the central banks in these countries they hold dollars in reserve so they can buy products, goods, and services that are transacted in dollars. And Russia imported from us uh, about $4 billion worth of commodities, uh, about $2 billion worth of machinery, boilers, nuclear reactors, a billion and a half of vehicles other than railway or tramway, about a billion in pharmaceuticals, about a billion in optical, photo, technical, or medical apparatus. Whereas Russia was selling to us 
five and a half billion in oil or mineral fuels or distillation products, two billion dollars worth of pearls, precious stones, metals, and coins. Yep. Almost a billion dollars of commodities, half a billion of iron and steel, three quarters of a billion of aluminum and fertilizers, two hundred billion or two hundred million of wood. Just under two hundred million of base metals, so a lot of raw materials. Mostly oil, though. Yeah, right? that's that's yeah, five and a half billion of oil. <laughs> yeah, uh, Amazon. By the way, speaking of oil, they're adding a five percent fuel and inflation surcharge. That would be to the sellers, the third parties who sell products uh, on the Amazon platform. Now, you got to believe a lot of those sellers are going to pass those costs on imposed by Amazon on their sellers to the buyers. So when you buy stuff on Amazon that is sold by a third party, not by Amazon itself, not an Amazon-branded product. Um, and, and actually, I take it back. This surcharge, let me be a little more clear, and I apologize for that. It's when Amazon handles the logistics. If they're warehousing it, shipping it, delivering it, dis- distributing it, that's where the surcharge is added. There are some products, of course, you can buy from Amazon, and that is passed on, routed to the seller, and they handle the logistics directly. Does not is not shipped by Amazon. Typically takes longer, and Amazon is trying to, just as they are here in Madison, they're building these fulfillment centers all over the place and increasing their stocking position on a number of common products, the goal being to get stuff to you, a lot of stuff to you as quick as possible. But if they just route that to a seller that doesn't have enough volume to justify stocking it in their warehouses, and it's just drop shipped from the seller, no surcharges. Because they're not bearing the cost of that. But when they're involved in the distribution surcharge, 5%. Just announced that yesterday begins April 28th. April 28th goes into effect. Weird little note from the uh, Russia exports to the U.S. chart. Yep. In 2013, there was announced a $1 export of live trees, plants, bulbs, fruits, and cut flowers. (laughs) $1? $1. (laughs) What the heck was that? I have no idea. Time for a break here on Midday Super Talk News, Fox News. After that, Auditor Shad White in the studio. Stay with us. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. Fox News, I'm Steve Rappaport. Shares of Twitter trading higher after Elon Musk offered to buy the social media platform for more than $40 billion. He recently disclosed that he had purchased more than 9% of Twitter. The Tesla CEO says his proposal is his best and final bid and indicated he could exit his investment if no deal is reached. Fox's Ginny Casola, the offer coming days after Musk said he would not be joining Twitter's board of directors. President Biden pledging hundreds of millions of dollars in additional military aid to Ukraine. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby telling Fox News. It won't take us long to get that first shipment in there, probably a week or so from now. An $800 million security package announced this week includes howitzers and 40,000 rounds they fire, plus helicopters, counter-artillery radars, armored vehicles, and drones. Fox's Jared Halpern in Washington. America is listening to Fox News.
Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. This is Dr. Will Lomflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want to be your one-stop for comprehensive family dentistry, all under one roof. Book your appointment online today at CapitalDentalInc.com. That's CapitalDentalInc.com. The best made-to-order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The number of people filing first-time claims for unemployment benefits rose to 185,000 last week, but the number of continuing claims declined to 1.45 million, the lowest number in about 50 years. Don McVeigh with the National Federation of Independent Business in Mississippi and Louisiana is encouraged that folks are heading back to work. Our biggest challenge back at this point has been on job, uh, labor quality in the sense that they're missing some of those skills that they need for for folks to have. And so we were really excited to see the investment in the workforce uh, development program using those ARPA dollars uh, to do that. I think that's important, and I think it will have a good impact. Fox's Jenny Casola has more. Also, there's an update on how much people were buying last month. Retail sales in March rose half a percent, slightly weaker than forecast. People today could spend half their lives over 50 so it's important to keep your money protected as you get older. That's why AARP Mississippi is providing you with tips to help prevent fraud from con artists so your money lives longer. During the month of April, they are shining a light on how you can protect yourself and your family from fraud with a telephone town hall and document shredding events. Learn more and sign up for free at aarp.org slash ms. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Wednesday afternoon, Governor Tate Reeves signed House Bill 1029 into law, creating Mississippi's first office for broadband expansion. This legislation creates a new office within the Department of Finance and Administration called the Office of Broadband Expansion and Accessibility of Mississippi, BEAD, to oversee broadband investment in our state and steward the development and access to this critical critical piece of infrastructure. During the signing, Reeves named Sally Doty as the director of the broadband office. Doty previously served two terms in the state Senate before being appointed as the executive director of the Mississippi Public Utilities staff, an appointment that also came from Governor Reeves. My team will work diligently to establish a plan to reach unserved areas and to leverage federal funds. Ours is the last state to incorporate a broadband expansion office. For more on that, log on to Super. Talk.fm. 
sponsor, or register today for the Mississippi Economic Council's 72nd Annual Meeting on Thursday, April 21st at the Jackson Convention Complex from 8.30 to 1 p.m. You'll hear from MEC members, business leaders, and elected officials from across Mississippi as we hear from thought leaders about the opportunities for securing Mississippi's future. Attendees will hear from State Health Officer Thomas Dobbs, Governor Tate Reeves, MEC leadership, and more. Sponsor or register today at MEC.MS. That's MEC.MS. Are you thinking about retirement or are you recently retired? Do you have a plan or do you have a drawer full of statements? If your answer is the latter, then you're not retirement planning, you're retirement hoping. Risks and inflation are rising and planning is critical now. At Element Wealth, our exclusive 360 process can create a strategy to help protect what you've worked so hard to build while still providing growth. To start the conversation, visit myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006. 601-957-6006. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. That's what I like to listen to. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Middays, rolling into Hour 2. Don't forget, tomorrow, going to be at Corner Market in Midtown Hattiesburg. Corner Market will have Easter specials throughout their stores across the Pine Belt, and they are asking everyone to donate an extra food item to Homes of Hope for Children. Collection boxes will be in front of the stores. Looking forward to that. Good folks down there. What a great operation that is for the state of Mississippi in uh, Hattiesburg. I don't know how many stores they have, quite a few, but... You can just tell their customers love it, and and, and uh, I like to observe uh, the staff that work in uh, the store and just how they interact with their customers is, is really uh, something. That's why they do so well, I think. But uh, their management gets that, and they take care of them, and it's a real simple formula. You take care of your people, they take care of your customer. That takes care of you is the way it works from a business owner perspective. Speaking of which, joining us now in the Element Well Studios, Auditor Shad White is with us. Thank you for coming on there, Auditor. How you doing, brother? Thank uh, you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm doing great. And I know Friday Eve, is that what you call Friday it? Friday Eve is what yeah. we call it. So <laughs> I'm going down to, uh, to be with the Corner Market folks, looking forward to broadcasting remotely uh, the show there, and then headed down to see the Journey concert in New Orleans tomorrow night. So uh, that's why we were playing Journey. Okay, well that's our it. that's our bumper music at the top of the I hour. Like I was trying to figure out why Wheel in the Sky related to me. I'm not going to get into it. I'll just I'll just take it as a given. It's that's a fine. computer. It's automatic. That's right. Okay, I got you. I got you. So uh, you have uh, taken an interest in something that is near and dear to my heart, and that's the ba- the brain drain, as yep. it is described in the yep. state of Mississippi. Mississippi. You have uh, done some research on that, your office has. You have published uh, some reports on that. And uh, it, I think it says what a lot of us already knew, but you've just got the actual data. I mean, you've actually yep. gone out and, and interviewed and collected data 
uh, to put put it into mathematical perspective for us. Uh, it is a concern, and I'll start with this. This is a, a statement and a concept I've shared on the air, uh, on the show quite a bit, uh, Shad, which is if you think about our K-12 through education, public education in the state of Mississippi, I think it's fair to say that that has improved. Yes. Uh, if, yep. you look, if you look at the, the various key metrics on that, we've improved in that arena. And K-12 education, for the most part, is geared to prepare a student for a career in college. Would yes. you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So they go to college, and then they leave. Yep. So while I think it makes sense, and we should certainly celebrate um, our successes in K-12, from a taxpayer perspective, and I, I don't want to sound like that I'm entitled to anything as a taxpayer, because I don't believe that, but I'm, I'm saying from a taxpayer perspective – Where's the return on that investment? That's right. And we're not getting a return if we're doing great in the classroom K-12 through only to have those students graduate from our fine universities and seek uh, work and set their lives up out of state. We're subsidizing the other states. Is that's that right. I that's exactly it. right. It's human capital, and we're shipping it to other states. So yeah. that's, that was really my concern as state auditor is I wanted to know what the taxpayers are investing in higher education, and are we getting a return? That's a very that's a that's a fundamental question that a state auditor can get into. So we started looking at it, and even by conservative estimates, we can tell you that between 2015 and 2018 or so, the state spent between 1.5 and 2 billion dollars on higher education, and yet for the kids, the students who are graduating in that time frame, three years later, only half of them were working and living in Mississippi. Yep. The other half were gone. Even if you just looked at Mississippi natives, the numbers don't get much better. So when you when you think about that, if you're getting a, a half return on your investment, that's not great. It's like you going out and buying, saying you're going to buy 10 trucks for your business, and then when delivery day comes, only five trucks show up. That's not that's not a good outcome for right. us. And my big concern, aside from just the ROI for the taxpayers, the return for the taxpayers, my big concern as a Mississippian is that this is going to affect all of us. So I increasingly talk to grandparents who are growing old not seeing their grandkids because their kids have moved off to New York or Chicago or, or Dallas or wherever else. I increasingly talk to nursing home CEOs, hospital CEOs who will tell you we have a nursing shortage right now. And it is only going to get worse 10 or 15 years from now. And the elderly in Mississippi are not going to get the care that they need because we're unable to keep folks with health care-related college degrees here in the state of Mississippi. Yeah. And as you know, as an entrepreneur, if we don't have entrepreneurs here, if we don't have skilled workers, college-educated workers, we're not going to create new businesses here in Mississippi. We're not going to be able to attract new businesses. We already know when you talk to companies who are looking at coming to Mississippi – one yeah. of the biggest hang-ups they have is they're concerned about not having enough skilled workers. This is a big, big deal for Mississippi, and, and we've got to figure it out or we're going to be in trouble in 10 or 15 years. Yeah, to- totally agree. And when the population uh, skews more towards the, the aged, to- towards the mature, right. which is what what, co- what happens here as well, uh, they uh, retire out, and they're, and they're not working. And we need working people to, to keep the economy humming. That's right. 
And uh, we're seeing this problem, by the way, in Japan, if you've been keeping yep. up with that. Uh, yep. It's incredible yep. how that they're, I mean, they're seriously concerned about their economy imploding yep. because of the, the age of their population, the average age, and in, yep. in, in particular, the, uh, the median age yep. keeps to go upward, keeps going upward. So uh, we're, we're a kind of a microcosm of that. That's just one of the yeah. aspects, but you're yeah. so right about... Uh, whereas the auditor typically, when you're when you're performing audits, you're focused on more the the quantitative aspects of yep. the entity. Yep. This is a qualitative issue. Yep. It's both. It's That's both. Right. It's exactly so. Both. And yep. they they translate and they and they align and they're inextricably linked at That's the end right. of the day. That's right. Well, just to go back to the numbers too. We know that Mississippi is one of three states to have lost population right. in the last 10 years. It's us, West Virginia, and Illinois. Yep. And if you dig into that data, you'll see that we've lost about 10% of the millennial population. So when I say that, I'm talking about people born between 1981 and 1996 or so. And we're we're losing the young folks that we've produced, many of them skilled workers or college-educated workers. And so then we're left with the older generation who will be leaving the workforce and need care in their older yep. years. And this is going to be a challenge. It's going to be a huge challenge for us, and, and we've got to figure out a way to fix this. One thing that we did in the report is to assert this idea that public universities have a public responsibility back to the taxpayers of the state. Totally agree. They have to do stuff to help the state of Mississippi because we are subsidizing those universities, and I can't think of a more important thing they could do to help Mississippi than to keep their graduates, the work product, here. So we actually went through and we ranked the universities in Mississippi by how well they were keeping Mississippi native here. We took out out-of-state students who were at these schools, and we just looked at Mississippi natives, and then we said, how well are you doing at keeping your Mississippi natives here? We've got some schools that are doing great. UMC Medical Center is keeping yeah. a ton of their folks. Yeah. We've got some schools that are not doing great. My alma mater, your alma mater, the yeah. University of Mississippi, ranks at the bottom of that. Yeah. I can tell you a story real quick from yesterday. I spoke to 200 accounting seniors at Ole Miss, and I did a little show of hands. I said, okay, if you're not from Mississippi, raise your hand. About half the hands went up. From Mississippi, about half the hands went up. So I said, okay, you're seniors. You probably have plans about what you're doing next. Raise your hand if you're leaving Mississippi. Almost every single hand went up. I said, okay, raise your hand if you're staying in Mississippi. I can tell you, just based on a rough count, 200 students in the room, about seven raised their hand. That shows you that's a decent sample size, too, 200. That backs up what we're seeing with the overall data. That's going to be dangerous for the future of Mississippi if we can't keep some of those folks here. So all of that investment... Yep. just walking out of the room and that's crossing right. our borders into the other that's states right. at the end of the day. That's right. And uh, the employers in the other states are saying, thank you, Mississippi, for preparing our workforce. Yeah, Essentially, that's, right. that's what's happening. That's right. And you might get some of these folks to do the boomerang thing. Yeah. So that's what I did. I did. Yeah. yeah. A did. lot of I us did. did. Yeah. So I, I graduated from Ole Miss. I left. I lived in Washington, D.C., England, and Massachusetts for a yep. little while. And then I came back because I wanted to raise my family here and, and wanted to be near family, wanted to make a difference in Mississippi. Yeah. So I made this sales pitch to these students yesterday. I said, okay, a bunch of y'all are leaving. Remember these things that I'm telling you. You can have a great quality of life here in Mississippi. There are jobs available for people with your skills here in Mississippi. You will make less than you make in New York, but you can afford more here. And when you start to have kids, your commute time, your distance from your family, from your parents, is going to matter a whole lot more than it matters right now. So in five, ten years, when you think about, when you're sitting at work and you're thinking, I'm kind of miserable in this cubicle in Dallas, 
come back to Mississippi, that's one way we can get folks re-engaged here in, in the state. I'll tell you, it is that what you just described is the exact thought process I went through over 40 years ago. Yep. Left, sought the same thing. Let's see. I want to start a family. I want a quality of life. I don't want to fight. This rat race in in the big cities. The scary thing is, if you look at the data, we're not getting the boomerangs. We've got some of them, but it's getting worse over time, actually. we got a break right here. You can hang around. Yes, sir. We're going to talk some more to Auditor Shad White in the Element Well studio. Stay with us. Morganstone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects. We have all kinds of stuff. Marcus, let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morganstone in Brandon. Morganstone.com. April is Gravely Mow the Distance Month at Revel Ace Hardware and Revel Outdoor Power. Save up to $2,000 off retail on select models, plus even more savings on customized package deals. Get 0% financing and pick your own Mow the Distance bonus. Free oil change or free set of blades or a free service kit. Hurry, the first 50 Gravely buyers receive a gift certificate for up to $200. Save big right now during Gravely Mow the Distance Month at Revel Ace and Revel Outdoor. Learn more at reveloutdoor.com and Facebook. Guys, have Viagra and Cialis let you down? It can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you. Well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. We offer fine merchandise at reasonable prices. We have what you need to make your outdoors beautiful and colorful. Calloway's has a large selection of fresh trees and shrubs. Calloway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2022 collections arriving. We offer landscaping. Our designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape from a small job to total transformation. Let Calloway's turn your backyard into a staycation destination. Give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Bring your truck or trailer. Callaway's offers bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Refilling your propane tank is always a better option, and Callaway's is a propane refilling station. When you refill, you get more propane for less money. Callaway's in Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown Hall. Callaway's is, Callaway's is, everything for home and garden. That's what Callaway's is. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Catfish, hush puppies, and fried dill pickles. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. I like chicken. I like fish. I like hush puppies. I love it. Catfish is excellent. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk. 
It's Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Middays with Gerard Gibbs. What? What? This is so awesome. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We are in the Element Wealth Studios on this Friday Eve. And we're talking to the state auditor of the great state of Mississippi, my friend Shad White. So we're just talking about the brain drain. I know that your office is, uh, has uh, initiated a focus on that, and I appreciate that because sure. you and I were just talking off the air. The most important thing is we got to at least start talking about this. That's right. Yeah. And it doesn't That's get right. a lot of attention. There are some auditor that still say, oh, that's just a ruse. That's not really a problem. But you have collected the data that I think uh, clearly validates and confirms that we we do have a problem. I think most clear-eyed people, yeah. if you go talk to parents, and yep. I know you have, yep. it's a concern. Gee, I'm so afraid we're, we're going to go up, our, our children, and, and get this great education. We're going to move out of state, and we're not going to see them again. They all have that concern. Yep. If they, you, you went around and, and addressed a group of parents with high schoolers, that's right. they'll tell you that's a concern. I hear that over and over again. I talk to hundreds of business owners every single year. The thing I hear most frequently when I ask them, what's the biggest problem you're facing, is I can't find skilled people to come help me keep this business going. I can't find the people I need to do the work that we have available to us right now. And this is directly getting at that problem. And if you look back at historical data for Mississippi, we did not have the same sort of out-migration, brain-drain problem, according to census data, before. 1990 or so that we've got right now. This is a pretty new phenomenon. We had a small population back then, but people, for the most part, if they were growing up in Mississippi, were staying in Mississippi. And now things have changed a whole lot, and and folks are leaving. One thing that we wanted to do in the report after we proved with data that this was a problem, we wanted to say, all right, well, what are the majors who are actually staying here, and what are the majors who are struggling to find jobs here or just not staying here? And, And we see that teachers very frequently are staying here. Here, any kind of education degree, any kind of nursing degree, typically those folks are staying here, even though we have a nursing shortage still. If you look at the opposite end of the spectrum, you're seeing folks like philosophy majors. Now, I love philosophy majors. I'm about to lose the vote of every philosophy major <laughs> listening right now. But look, maybe we should think about redirecting our investment in higher education to fields and majors that can have jobs here in the economy that we have in Mississippi. Maybe we should gear our money toward those kinds of folks who can actually find employment in the state, and then let's nudge them to stay in the state, too. I mean, that's the other part of this, is we're producing some graduates, like general business majors, chemical engineers, who are going out of state. Those are the kinds of folks who we need to be in their face saying, look, 
here are the advantage of staying in Mississippi. And we should also, frankly, be talking about incentive programs, sort of like the military. If you'll if you'll agree to stay in Mississippi for a little while, we'll pay for a chunk of your education. Totally agree. We get something from you at the end of it, but we're going to give you something to stay here, too. Those are the kinds of things that we could be discussing. But uh, at the very least, the time to start this conversation and act is now. We've yeah. got to get on this now. Totally agree. But al- aligning the money that is supporting the pursuit of certain degrees with the needs in the workplace, that just makes common sense. Absolutely. That's just common sense. Maybe a few less sociology majors. Apologies to the sociology majors out there. Maybe a few more folks who can actually find employment here in the state of Mississippi. This is something our universities ought to be thinking about. And then on, on the demand side... I hope more folks will do what we're doing in the auditor's office now. We have a new fellowship called the Stay in the SIP Fellowship. We were having trouble recruiting young accountants straight out of school. So what we did is we said, look, if you've done two years of your accounting degree, we'll pay for the other two or your master's in accountancy. And in exchange, you got to come work for the state auditor's office for at least two years. Gerard, we went from having zero potential recruits before we launched that program to over 20 highly qualified resumes sitting on my desk. We're not going to be able to hire all 20 of them, but I can tell you, We've got five already that we've identified that we can hire, one from the University of Mississippi where I spoke yesterday. That's awesome. So so we want to show that this can work, and if it can work for us, then it can work for other private employers. It can work for other public employers. It can work in the STEM fields, engineering, computer science. This is is part of the pathway forward is talking about solutions and, and getting to work right now. You know, Auditor, when I was graduating, that was a long time ago, I know, but we used to have placement offices yep. at the universities located and, and staff that, that helped connect graduates with uh, employers. And I realized that the, our digital world, maybe the need for that is somewhat diminished, but perhaps it would make sense to invest a little on the state's part in some staff, uh, some sort of business unit that would be located on the university campuses whose job it would be to recruit people to stay in Mississippi. Yeah. To graduates. Yeah. I mean, just thinking yeah. out of the I mean, this is just the example of the kind of conversations yep. when you everything is available. We have a whiteboard here. That's right. And just yeah. start putting up ideas. Well, we know we're losing tax revenue when these folks leave. Exactly. Right. So let's find a way to keep that tax revenue here. Uh, and and if it means investing in an office like that at a university, let's make them prove that they're worth the investment. Let's let Absolutely. make them show us a return and and show us that they're keeping folks here so that we can get the tax revenue off of it. I'll I'll tell you one other thing that's come to mind as this report has has played out. One thing we saw is that of the uh, we looked at where folks were moving and, and working after they graduated from a Mississippi Public University if they did stay here. And one thing that we saw is that 30% of public university graduates were working in Hines County. 30%. The next highest county was Harrison County at 6%. So the Jackson metro area is a huge magnet for public university graduates. And if we continue, if Jackson specifically continues to be the per capita homicide capital of the United States, our biggest magnet is going to shut off. That is a huge danger for us. Uh, you know, if we're going to succeed as a state, Jackson is going to have to succeed too. We've no got question. other great areas: Tupelo, DeSoto County, the coast, Hattiesburg, our college towns. A great, a lot of good places to move here in the state of Mississippi, but. 
It's just like Atlanta and Georgia or Nashville and East Tennessee. If Atlanta doesn't succeed, Georgia's not going to succeed. If Nashville doesn't succeed, East Tennessee's not going to succeed. If Jackson doesn't succeed, Mississippi is not going to succeed. So we, we have got to figure out the leadership situation in Jackson and solve some of these very basic problems like rampant crime, water that you cannot drink, roads that you cannot drive on, and schools that you don't want to send your kids to. Or that magnet is going to turn off, and it's going to be bad. So true. I think so often those of us that uh, that live the majority of the state outside of the capital city just almost write it off. But the fact is, it affects the whole state. Bingo. The capital city, Hines County, the most populous county, uh, the most populous city, and the capital city, more specifically, more explicitly, that affects us all. Yes. It affects us all. Well, just take crime, for example. Uh, if you have a problem with people who commit a crime, get arrested, and get let out on some sort of catch-and-release program, and we've seen that here in, in Jackson recently uh, for a variety of different reasons, it doesn't take a genius to figure out that that guy who gets out like that can hop in a car and go to Meridian and commit more crime. Absolutely. He can hop in a car and go to Columbus and commit more crime or go to Vicksburg or somewhere else. So crime doesn't just stay here. It will spill over eventually. And I'll tell you this, too. You know, my dad's an oil field pumper in Jones County. I remember him saying growing up at one point, you know, why do we care what goes on in Jackson? We don't live there. Well, now, because Jackson has become such a magnet for public university graduates, his two kids live in the Jackson metro area. I live in Flowood. My yeah. sister lives in Madison County. So <laughs> you yeah. have to start caring what goes on in our biggest no city question. because you're going to have family here. And even if you don't have family here, the crime problem specifically is going to spread. So we've got to figure out these basic fundamental functions of government, how to have a good capital city, how to have universities that funnel graduates back to Mississippi employers, how to, how to convince those young people to stay here and reinvest in their communities. If we can't figure out this basic stuff, we're in trouble. If we can figure it out, I think Mississippi has more potential than any other state in the entire country. I agree. We're, we're constantly underestimated, constantly the underdog, and we have incredibly talented people here. You and I have met a ton of them. Yep. Uh, we're going to shock the world in 10 or 20 years with what we can accomplish if we get serious about fixing our biggest challenges. I totally agree, but as, as you have rightly pointed out, and I think your report has brought it into focus. We ain't even been talking about it that right. much, honestly. Right. It's not really made it in, onto the radar at the right. level it should be, because I, I guess it's not considered a, a critical problem that's that's got to be addressed like right now today. Right. But it's been inching this way, and it's and it's been graduating to this for quite some time. And we're going to wake up, and it is going to be a, yeah. a serious, almost catastrophic situation. If I'll we tell don't you the reason this. why I think it's bubbling up as a problem now, as opposed to even five years ago. Right now, we have a national labor shortage, yeah. right? So everybody's trying to figure out how to get workers. Yeah. Even in populated areas, folk, in places where folks want to move, they're trying to figure out, businesses there are trying to figure out, yeah. how do I get workers? Yeah. It's going to be worse here in Mississippi if we're bleeding people at the same time that I there's totally a agree. national labor shortage. So I totally now's agree. the time to plant the tree and, and actually start working on now, this. And I'll leave this uh, thought as well as we bump out here. The capital city prospective employers, businesses looking to expand into Mississippi, 
they see and they pay attention to what happens in the largest in capital city. Yes. It enters in. Even though they may not be located around it, it yeah. still factors into their decision-making. Yes. yes. You Period. agree? Absolutely. 100%. That's why we got to fix it. we got to keep working on this auditor. Yeah. And we got to keep – and I appreciate you bringing it yep. uh, to the forefront for the public, and hopefully our, our government will get yep. on this as well. Thank you for letting me talk yeah, about man. it. I Thank you. It. Thanks for coming in. Auditor Shad White has been our guest on Middays. We'll take a break here and come right back. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 78. Tonight, partly cloudy conditions, low around 51. Your finally Friday, a slight chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 81. And a look to Saturday, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 82. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection. And that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from ICAR and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no hassle guarantee so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And away go troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. 
The number of people filing first-time claims for unemployment benefits rose to 185,000 last week, but the number of continuing claims declined to 1.45 million, the lowest number in about 50 years. Don McVeigh with the National Federation of Independent Business in Mississippi and Louisiana is encouraged that folks are heading back to work. Our biggest challenge back at this point has been on job, uh, labor quality in the sense that they're missing some of those skills that they need for folks to have. And so we were really excited to see the investment in the workforce uh, development program using those ARPA dollars uh, to do that. I think that's important, and I think it will have a good impact. Fox's Jenny Casola has more. Also, there's an update on how much people were buying last month. Retail sales in March rose half a percent, slightly weaker than forecast. Here in Seaspire Country, the best network anywhere is all around you. It's up on our towers, where blazing fast 5G is turning your smartphone into a superphone. It's under your feet, where we lay gigabit fiber to make the internet faster than you've ever seen. It's powering your phones, feeds, tablets, TVs, and businesses. So now the best technology anywhere is right here. Welcome to Seaspire Country. It's just like the rest of the country, only a few steps ahead. MTV is celebrating 40 years, and Grammy Museum Mississippi invites you to explore the history of this iconic exhibit. Take a trip back to the beginning with artifacts and interviews with four remaining MTV VJs. Enjoy memorabilia from Michael Jackson to Bon Jovi with historical moments in MTV programming along with interactives and more. To learn more about the MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV Exhibit, and other monthly programs and events. Visit GrammyMuseumMS.org. Whether you're a rebel, a bulldog, a golden eagle, or just a sports fan, Super Talk Mississippi has got a podcast for you. For you. Sports Talk Mississippi, The Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, The Super Talk Eagle Hour are all now available for you. And it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Attention, adoring fans! It's time for Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Back on Midday, Super Talk Mississippi. Well, uh, I received a text from a friend said, well, that was a very enlightening segment, and I'm not sure if that was was tongue-in-cheek or not, but uh, it's reality. And so my hat's off to the auditor for bringing this to the forefront, as I told him before he left. Um just as an employer, and you go talk, just like you said, you talk to all the employers trying to find qualified talent in sufficient numbers. Number one problem keeps you up at night, literally. 
tell you what keeps you up at night is the idea of losing one of them. So many small, mid-sized businesses, here's how they differ from really large businesses. They don't have a talent cushion. And what I mean by that, they don't, they don't have like a fallback option. Because a lot of the positions in those companies, they are, they are staffed by one person. We have that one person that does that job. And when that person is not available, that job don't get done. And when you've got overlap, which is a whole lot more likely in a large organization, because you just got more people doing the same thing, but in a small, mid-sized business, to a great extent, they're held hostage by some of those staff, some of their team that worked at one job. And so when they exit, when they bolt on you, the pressure is on big time. And you can't always expect the the owner or manager to step in and cover. First, they got their job to do, and second, they often don't have the skills. And that's why we've got to do a better job of, of keeping our knowledge workers and our knowledge graduates, such as accountants. I mean, you, you believe that? 200 in the room, seven said they're staying. Seven. That's just not good. So we as taxpayers... We are funding a good portion of the education of these graduates, and if they attended K-12 school in Mississippi, public school, we certainly paid for that. And, and I'm not blaming them. I'm not being critical of them. I'm just pointing out the fact Then they leave, if we don't get a return on that investment. And I think taxpayers are entitled to such returns. Money should not be spent, taxpayer money, without something in return for it. That's just pretty common sense. But this is a problem that I'm glad to see the auditor bringing to everyone's attention, and I hope we can get our government to focus on it. And let's get some smart folks around the room and start discussing it and proposing ideas of how to address it. Let's implement those, measure it and uh, really start to turn things around for the state. I'm totally on board with what Shad is saying, that as our population continues to age and our, our young workers don't stay in the state, it really does put enormous pressure on our economic future, and that's uh, something we all have to be concerned with. So good segment, and appreciate the auditor. Uh, coming in. Don't forget at 12.05, Congressman Michael Guest uh, joins us. So we were talking about Amazon and their 5% surcharge. Something I meant to get to yesterday, Rhino, but didn't, is that major retailers who sell baby formula. You seen this? They're rationing baby formula due to a shortage. Rationing baby formula. Um. I know CV, CVS was one of those uh, among the list. Yeah, Kroger, Walgreens, Target, CVS. It's a baby formula shortage. Don't know that I've ever seen that before. 
But they are rationing baby formula. I'm looking at an article in the Wall Street Journal, and there are photos of the shelves empty where the baby formula would normally be displayed. Parents say that the baby formula has been hard to find for months in part of the country. Supplies were further strained by a February recall by Abbott Laboratories, one of the biggest manufacturers, after consumers complained of bacteria contamination that could cause the infants to become ill. So you don't want that. Anyhow, I just thought that was that caught my attention. Not something you see or expect to see, a shortage of in particular. Looks like it's a shortage that has gotten worse because there was apparently a shortage going all the way back to November where 11% of top-selling baby formula products were out of stock. Yeah. And then that number has jumped up to 29% of baby formula products being out of stock as of March 13th. Wow. So speaking of shortages, which, of course, kind of dovetails into the inflation that uh, we are all experiencing. We've talked quite a bit about that on the program. Um, You know, there are folks that are really hurting, and the people that are hurting the most, I think it it could be stated accurately, are those who the Democrats in this administration claim to be the advocates for. But there's a mother in California that was interviewed by a local news channel out there, and she they asked her about how this inflation, I think she's a mother of three, if I'm not mistaken, and how it has changed her her life and what adjustments she's made. We got some sound here? Try While well, we're trying to get to that. Thank you, Rhino. But I wonder how much the Democrats are paying attention when they hear this stuff that this is coming from real people on the streets that probably voted for the president and typically vote Democrat, I think they're waking up. I mean, that, nobody can can deny what they experience out of their pocketbook having problems. Get it buffered? There we go. Now okay. we got it. I paid $57. I think about six months ago it would have been maybe $28.30. She says the budget-busting prices from groceries to gas are taking a toll. I've had to carpool, ask people for rides if they're going to the grocery store. Right now I'm looking for a weekend job. To get by, the mother of three is relying on food banks for the first time in her life. It's It's been a hardship. Food banks. Looking for weekend work. Wait, I thought it was... You remember when AOC said that during the Trump administration, people were having to work two jobs, that's why wages were up, which was a complete ruse and a complete falsehood. We looked it up in the Bureau of Labor, Labor Statistics, totally wrong, just made that crap up. The time at which, in our history... More workers work two jobs. Remember we looked this up, the BLS history? In our history, I want to say it was like 1996 or 1997, something to that effect, that era. And it was like 13% of workers. It's less than single digits now. That's way down. But that was a total ruse. But here we have 
someone during the Biden administration who once again is doubling down on the Putin price hikes. We're doing everything we can to combat the Putin price hikes. Oh, my gosh. No, you're not. You're not doing anything. Zero. You're exacerbating it. You're making it worse. The only thing you propose is throwing more money at it. Here, have some more checks. Dropping them out of helicopters, that'll fix it. Unbelievable. You've got a Secretary of Treasury, Janet Yellen, rather than concerning herself with the financial hardship Americans are experiencing, like this mother of three, oh no, climate change. We got some sound on that? Listen to this, folks. The recent IPCC reports confirm that our window of opportunity to leave our planet worthy of our children and our grandchildren is even closer to being permanently shut. We must redouble our efforts to decarbonize our economies. Decarbonize? I thought she was Secretary of the Treasury. That sounds like a climate czar. That sounds like something that goofy John Kerry would say. we got to decarbonize. Go tell that lady putting gas in her car trying to feed her kids. we got to decarbonize. Too bad, $9 a gallon gas. It's the Secretary of the Treasury. Unbelievable. It is time for a break here on Middays. We're getting all fired up in the Element Well Studios. We'll come right back. I'm Lauren McGraw with Guide Go. I'm here to help you with your special events like picnics, reunions, or weddings. We have many options of luxury restroom trailers. No event too big or too small. When you gotta go, please call Gotta Go 601-879-3969. Employers, are you looking for new employees? Spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard to find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. Watkins Construction and Roofing. They are the premier company to count on. I know that by personal experience and customer satisfaction and a professional team with the experience of a NASCAR pit crew. Plus, state-of-the-art equipment from start to finish. It also includes the respect for your home or business with a meticulous cleanup when the job is done. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team, 601-966-8233 or go to nomoreroofleak.com, nomoreroofleak.com. This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. Does your driveway need a little spring because your tired vehicle has sprained its sprung? Well, then you need to bring your brung to Pinnacle Motors. Steve Owen and the friendly staff at Pinnacle Motors can up your game and get your ride back to where it should be. If they don't have it, they'll work for you in finding the best pre-owned car, truck, and SUV that's been inspected and has a warranty. They're also still buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 and Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors. 
This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack announced that the USDA and the Biden administration have established a program under the Biden American Rescue Plan to expand rural hospitals and providers access to COVID-19 vaccines, testing, and supplies while helping rural health care providers stay financially solvent in the long term. The initial awards of the emergency rural health care grants total $43 million and will benefit 2.2 million people who live and work in rural America. Awardees include 93 rural health care organizations and community groups across 22 states. Under the administration leadership, Agriculture Tom Vilsack says the USDA mobilized their staff and resources to respond in record time to improve the long-term viability of rural health care providers and services across the nation. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Supertalk, Mississippi Agri-News Network. Are you an employer looking to diversify your workforce? Hiring workers with disabilities is a win-win situation. This is Chris Howard, Executive Director of the Mississippi Department of Rehabilitation Services. Call our Business Relations Specialist to learn how your company can benefit from no-cost on-the-job training and receive tax credits when hiring workers with disabilities. We're a source of recruitment for pre-screened and job-ready applicants and are committed to being a valuable partner for employers. Visit our website at mdrs.ms.gov to find a Business Relations Specialist near you. Cotton isn't a crop. It's a calling. That's why you battle resistant weeds with guts and determination. BASF helps you win with the most effective in-season weed control program on the market. The powerhouse trio of Ingenia, Liberty, and Outlook are best-in-class post-herbicides, each with a different mode of action, so weeds don't stand a chance. Protect your calling at cottonweedcontrol.com. Ingenia, Liberty, and Outlook herbicides. Made for this. Ingenia herbicide is a U.S. EPA-restricted-use pesticide. Always read and follow label directions. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Come on. Come on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back on Super Talk Mississippi. Skinnerd from the Element Well Studios. Middays. So, 180 million barrels out of our reserves, yet to hear how it will be replenished. Military runs on oil. It's true, but they don't regularly draw from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. It is it is stockpiled there uh, for emergencies. But you're right, this is on the ceasefire text line, that eventually... We will replenish it. I want to say that's roughly half of the total amount stored. Is that what you recall, Rhino? Yeah, that sounds right. And so, yeah, that's the concern is that it's 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 kind of a short-term Band-Aid. You release this oil, a million barrels a day for six months is the plan that has been ordered by the president. And then, yeah, you, you need to replenish it because we, for contingencies, for obvious reasons, it's it is a reserve. 
It is there for emergencies. It's been used several times in the past, but always replenished. So I agree. It's it's really not accomplishing anything to any degree. Slight decline. I think, what did he say, 10 cents maybe at the pump it would result in once it makes it all the way out to there. Greg and Nettleton wants you to know, Rhino, great jams today. Got a good one. Ask the auditor. Let's see. Uh, so, uh, Alabama offering 20000 signing bonus for nurses. But that's on the ceasefire tax line. But I'm pretty sure that's not from the public sector. I think that's private hospitals and other outfits that hire nurses. Yeah, that, the the um, the money. I've got you know friends in that business that hire nurses. It's incredible that uh, the demand versus the supply. So many just left the profession, just got tired of the uh, the stress and the long hours. I know there's a lot of people who say it's because of the vaccination requirement, teeny tiny smidgen fraction, according to. Folks I know who hired them for a living, that's way down on the list. It, it's mainly just the, the old burnout, just changing professions. Incredible. I got a buddy that, that switched to travel nursing after all this went down, and uh, I think he's currently in South Dakota. But he's making enough to where after he finishes his stint wherever he is, he'll just take a weekend and go to Key Largo or yeah. Cancun or just spend the weekend somewhere Really nice. Yeah, the amount of money they're oh, making yeah. is, incre- is incredible. But just that's what happens in a demand and supply environment where there's an outsized demand for limited supply. That's the way it works. I lived in Tennessee for six years, came back thirty three years service technician for Whirlpool. That's Paul and Meridian. I hear you, Rhett and Ridgeland also. Hey, I'm on the other side of that coin. I got my degree in California and Hawaii, yet had to come home. To miss, uh, come, excuse me, to Mississippi to have any chance of owning my own company. Marrying a Mississippi girl was a great surprise benefit. That's great, Rhett. I, I think there are clearly examples like that, just not enough. So that's a problem. Somebody sent us an image here. You seeing that, Rhino? It looks like of some of these small um, sheds. Yeah, I think they said that was in Brooksville with the, wow, uh, the wind storm damage. damage from yesterday. Man. Got road you. signs down, Golly. shed roofs torn to pieces. Yeah, just seeing that, and we see the electrical trucks with the the booms on them that are um, the bucket trucks out trying to work on the electrical wires. Man, Keith and JS says workforce training programs at community colleges are huge. Direct placement into AC, refrigeration, welding, plumbing, electrical. Yeah, absolutely, totally agree. And there's been a step up of that, but. We're still experiencing this brain drain in, um, in in some of the knowledge worker type categories. They're considered knowledge worker because they do most of their work um, on systems and computers, and that's that's the term used to describe them, and and, and less physically. But I I know all of those folks. They they provide valuable service. They make dang good livings, and uh, that that whole world's changed. The trades like that. You know, we had. Uh, Geo Ford's son, Patton Ford, on not too long ago talking about his decision to become a plumber and how well he and his brother have done in their company. Um, and it's certainly the that whole world, the, the image, the nature of the work, a lot of it, frankly, involves technology as well. Everything is. 
So Ben from Madison says, I hope you and others continue to pressure leaders in the state legislature to address the brain drain. They need to do more for the future of our state. Uh, thank you. That's from Ben. I, I, I hear you, Ben, and, and uh, certainly uh, I intend to. And, and don't not saying I have all the answers. I'm just saying, as, as the auditor did, we got to talk about it. We got to recognize it. We got to acknowledge it. We got to put it on the table, and we got to start assembling lots of people from uh, different perspectives and coming up with some solutions. I mean, that's how you address critical, complex problems like that. But we are uh, out of time here in hour two of the program today. Time is rolling along. After Super Talk News and Fox News, it's Congressman Michael Guest. He'll be in the studios, the Element Well Studios. We'll be right back. Your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090. I'm Steve Rappaport. New York City subway shooting suspect Frank James appearing in federal court today for arraignment on a terrorism charge. A massive manhunt involving hundreds of detectives and police ensued after Tuesday morning's chaos. And in the end, it was actually James himself who helped bring an end to the chase. When 62-year-old Frank James called Crime Stoppers hotline after seeing himself plastered across TV screens and wanted posters. Fox is Lauren Green. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signing a bill to ban abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. The bill also expands fetal infant mortality review committees across the state, which engage medical professionals and communities to review infant mortality cases and recommends reduction efforts tailored to their communities. The law allows exceptions to save the mother's life to prevent serious injury or if the fetus has a fatal abnormality. It takes effect July 1st. America is listening to Fox News. Spring is coming up, and you can leave it up to us at Ag Up Equipment for your spring cleaning machine. We have stocked up and can offer you long-term financing with low monthly payments. Get the John Deere 3025E compact tractor with a loader for only $278 per month with 72 months financing. Visit us at agup.com for more. Offer is based on 10% down. Offer ends over 30-2022. Some exclusions apply. See dealer for details. Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a wink on troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The National Weather Service in Jackson is busy conducting damage assessments after last night's severe weather. Jasper, Clark, Lauderdale, Leak, Neshoba, Winston, and Noxabee counties were affected. We'll know more when they release the results of their survey this evening. Southern Living Magazine named Natchez one of the South's best small towns this month. Mayor Dan Gibson says all you have to do is get on the Natchez Trace and look across the river to understand why. We've sort of saying here lately, only in Natchez. It's so beautiful here, but we're having a lot of growth. We're having a lot of increase in tourism, people moving in, buying houses, people starting new businesses. And I think we just hit 1,500 new jobs since July of 2020. So the Natchez renewal is going strong. Natchez came in number eight in this year's Breeders' Poll. 
For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. It's the first day of the first grade, and she found a new best friend. It's a layback Sunday afternoon, you wish would never end. The homemade taste of bluebell, and good friends gathered round. The good old days are being made right now. Do you believe that something great can be even better? <laughs> we do. By adding sweetened peaches to creamy peach ice cream, Bluebell has raised the bar on flavor. Try a half gallon or pint of peachy peach today. You'll be better for it. The good old days are being made right now. The good old days are being made right now. Look for Bluebell ice cream at your local grocer and pick up your favorite flavor today. Mississippi Congressman Stephen Palazzo, Trent Kelly, and Michael Guest are calling for a special counsel investigation into Hunter Biden. In a letter sent to Attorney General Merrick Garland, they say it's increasingly clear he took advantage of his father's position as vice president to gain wealth and influence in foreign countries, using questionably sourced money to pay taxes and lobbying on behalf of foreign entities without proceeding through the proper channels. Governor Reeves signed a proclamation to declare April as Confederate Heritage Month, continuing a tradition set by other Mississippi governors almost 30 years ago. And we did it again this year. Didn't think this was the year to stop doing it. So, Former Governor Ray Mabus spoke up about the continuation of the tradition over Twitter on Wednesday, saying he didn't issue the proclamation when he was governor from 1988 to 92. Mabus continued, stating that even if five other governors signed the proclamation, it doesn't make it right. People today could spend half their lives over 50. So it's important to keep your money protected as you get older. That's why AARP Mississippi is providing you with tips to help prevent fraud from con artists so your money lives longer. During the month of April, they are shining a light on how you can protect yourself and your family from fraud with a telephone town hall and document shredding events. Learn more and sign up for free at aarp.org ms. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Don't miss the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers every day at 5. Speaking of Ford, it's Ford Truck Month. Now is the time to get a great deal on the only trucks built Ford Tough. Work or play, get after it in a new Ford F-150 or Super Duty truck. Get behind the wheel in a new Ford Maverick pickup and get after any adventure with deals on Ford Ranger. Take advantage of our best offers on the full Ford lineup of Ford trucks. These deals won't last long. Get to Ford Truck Month at your local Mississippi Ford dealer. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way, Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply, to think deeply. and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
We are back on middays from the Element Wealth Studios. Go to myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006 to let Element Wealth help you find your balance between income, growth, and guarantees. Joining us now in the Element Wealth Studios, Congressman Michael Guest represents Mississippi's 3rd Congressional District. Good to see you, my friend. And good to be here, Gerard. And as we were talking off the air, uh, happy uh, early birthday. Uh, oh, you weren't supposed to say that. Sunday will be your 45th birthday, as 45th, I understand. that's right. So, uh, happy 45th. <laughs> well, a couple of years beyond that, but I, I do appreciate that. Every now and then it does roll Well, you on. look 45, if that makes you feel any better. I do appreciate that. I, I don't know. I I, uh, I owe it to my lovely wife for uh, keeping me in shape. So. Well, I think you and I both outkicked our coverage as Absolutely. far as uh, the women that we were able to convince to marry us. So uh, Absolutely. I hope you and your wife have a great Easter and you have a great birthday. You too, my friend. So you were just telling me your son's all registered to vote. Got a text a few moments ago. Uh, he turned 18 uh, in the last year. And so uh, we've got election coming up in June. So I've been encouraging him and his friends who are now 18. And really, uh, the law is kind of quirky. As long as you turn 18 before the general election. Okay. Uh, you can actually vote at, in a primary at 17 okay. if you will be 18 before November the 8th. And so just encouraging everyone to get out and vote, reminding folks uh, that we do have primary elections coming up in June, general elections in November, and, and want to encourage uh, our, our, our young generation, these people who are seniors in high school, um, to go ahead, get registered to vote. Uh, we've talked about it before, how important it is that we've had servicemen and women who have gone and who have gone overseas and fought for that right and sometimes uh, paid the ultimate sacrifice and we need to honor that sacrifice uh, by turning out and voting every election cycle absolutely so is that state law or federal law uh, that is uh, th- that is I understand uh, I-, I know it's the law here in the state of Mississippi so I'm, I'm assuming that that would be uh, the-, the-, the law across the land that if you turn 18 by okay. the general election you can still be you can go ahead and register at 17 uh, and you can vote in the primary election okay. as long as you're 18 by the general and and while we're on that subject, I, I want to say that in the part of the voting rights legislation, the Democrats were pushing would automatically register, right, a person once they hit a certain age. That, Is that right? That's right. And, and, and if you remember, uh, there was also some amendments which failed uh, that would have lowered the voting age to 16, yes. Uh, yes. Which, which I think was extremely dangerous. Um, you know, my son at 18 uh, probably is just now getting to the point where he can make good decisions about who he should vote for. Uh, and uh, I don't know that we need to lower that age to, to 16 like was being proposed by some of the members on, yeah. the, uh, on, the, on the far left. But uh, thank goodness the Voting Rights Act uh, that passed mm. out of the House uh, that remains bottled up in the Senate uh, really has no hope of going anywhere. Uh, and, and as Republicans and people who believe in free and fair elections, uh, I think uh, that the fact that that has not become law and will not become law is very important. Yeah. Uh, election laws need to be determined on a state-by-state basis. That's how the Constitution designed it. That's how our founding fathers envisioned it. Uh, and so we need to make sure that each state has the ability to set reasonable time, place, manner restrictions on elections uh, and we don't want those decisions being made by the federal government yeah absolutely right and that but that is exactly what uh, that law uh, intended to do 
was uh, and was designed to do, which is totally federalize the uh, election That's process. exactly right. It, it would have federalized uh, the, the election process. Uh, it would have called for federal funding of uh, of candidates. Uh, I think the last thing we need is more money in our election cycle, Crazy. but it would have matched small-dollar donations. And so uh, I, I think I read that Pelosi would have received somewhere between 4 and $5 million in addition oh to the money uh, that, that she raised. Uh, it would have allowed uh, <laughs> bail-in voting. Uh, it, it would have uh, established an election holiday so that people yeah, that's uh, right. got the day off to go vote. And so uh, it, it really undid. And it look, one of the most disturbing things is it did away with voter ID. And yep. that is something that I think has been tremendously successful in Mississippi. You know, uh, with Delbert Hoseman, when he was Secretary of State, was able to get that passed, get that implemented. Our legislature really worked hard on that. And I believe that uh, absentee, uh, that, excuse me, that uh, voter ID, uh, it, it, it helps cut down on voter fraud. Uh, yep. And we know that exists. I know okay. that exists because as a prosecutor, I prosecuted voter fraud. Mm-hmm. And so uh, anyone who says that elections are always free of voter fraud, uh, they need to come spend some time with me back when I was in the DA's office. Uh, it, it happens. Uh, it's something that uh, we need to do our best to, to be uh, on guard and, and do everything that we can to prevent. Honestly, uh, Congressman. I believe it probably happens in virtually every election. It, ju- it just doesn't matter unless it's close. Then yeah, we start yeah, talking you're, about you're it. You're exactly right. You know, the extent of the voter fraud is what's important. Uh, as as far as does it w- does the voter fraud impact the results of the election? Yeah. But you're exactly right. You know, one of the things that one of the places we saw it more than anywhere were municipal elections. Right. Uh, and so when you would have a municipal election and you'd have your le- electing your alder person and your mayor, uh, it seemed like that voter fraud was more rampant in those elections than your federal and your state. Elections. Yes. Yeah, totally agree. All right. So you just went to the border. Correct. Just got back from El Paso uh, yesterday afternoon. Wow. All right. So we have to set this up. We have an administration that uh, seems to be uninterested in the border. Best I can tell, I, I just don't see any activity coming out of the White House or, or the administration to try to uh, deal with this problem that uh, it keeps getting reported to him that he just doesn't even want to talk about. What did you see? You know, first of all, you're exactly right. This administration has either been unwilling or unable uh, to deal with the crisis on the border. Uh, the president has not been to the border once since he's been president. Uh, his border czar, the vice president, uh, made one single trip uh, to the border in June of last year. Uh, and outside of that, uh, they've just chosen to completely ignore yeah. what's happening on the south west border. Uh, you look at numbers for fiscal year 2021, uh, there was 1.73 million encounters with immigrants mm. along the southwest border. And those were numbers that were reported. We know that there were other individuals yeah. who crossed uh, that uh, were able to get away and were not apprehended. Uh, we've seen this physical year, uh, we are now six months into this physical year, uh, okay. as soon as the numbers for March are reported, which are expected to be in excess of 200,000 uh, March alone, we're going to have hit a million the first half of the year. And so uh, while last year was a terrible year, a record-setting year, we're seeing that this physical year is shaping up to be even worse than last year. Uh, and the thing that, that many of us are concerned about uh, is uh, Title 42 and the fact that this administration is going to allow Title 42 to expire on May the 23rd. Uh, and so for those of your listeners that, that may Explain not be that. familiar with Title 42, yep. uh, it, it uh, was put in place during the public health 
health emergency, and it is a mechanism that allows Border Patrol agents to very quickly screen immigrants uh, and then return them to their country of origin. In most cases, that screening takes uh, less than an hour, many times roughly around 30 minutes, to screen an immigrant, uh, the immigrant's family, and then return those immigrants to their country of origin. Uh, the sector I was in, the El Paso sector that, that we were spent time in when I was on the board this week, uh, said that 65% of all immigrants that they encountered were returned to their country of origin under Title 42, which means two out of every three that they encountered, they were able to quickly process, quickly return uh, back to their country of origin. Mm-hmm. Once Title 42 expires, uh, then all of the individuals who actually step foot into the country will be able to be processed or have to be processed under Title 8, mm-hmm. which is a much more uh, extensive process. Instead of taking a- a 30 minutes to an hour, uh, it's going to take several days to process those individuals. And those pro- and those individuals will then be able to make claims of asylum. And if they make a claim of a uh, of reasonable threat, uh, if they are returned home, in many cases, they'll be allowed to remain in the country okay. waiting an immigration hearing. And so what you're going to see uh, is we're going to see, one, uh, that many of the immigrants which we quickly returned were not going to have that capability uh, and that many of these claims uh, will be granted. And so you will be seeing more and more people who are allowed to remain in the United States until they have a hearing before an immigration judge. Uh, the problem with that is, is those hearings are now one to two years out after an individual comes across okay. the border. There is there is a Million case backlog uh, in our in our immigration court, uh, wow. and uh, that that backlog has gotten worse with COVID, uh, and the administration has done nothing to address that. And so mm-hmm. we're going to see more immigrants come across the border. Uh, we're going to see more of a. A stress upon our border patrol officers. Uh, uh, even though this administration is looking to surge up officers, moving officers from the no- northern border to the southern border, moving some interior officers to the southern border, um, the individuals we talked to uh, believe that we could, in certain parts of the border, that we could lose uh, operational control, that we could have such a flur- flood of immigrants that we are unable to wow. handle that surge. Wow. Well, it's uh, it's fascinating, and appreciate you visiting and giving us a report. We got a break right here. You, you can hang around with yes, us. Yes, I would love more. to. Yeah, we got Congressman Michael Guest in the Element Well Studio. Stay with us. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, sunny skies, high near 78. Tonight, partly cloudy conditions, low around 51. Your finally Friday, a slight chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 81. And a look to Saturday, a 50-50 shot of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 82. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871. 
What do your customers expect from you? Consistency, reliability, a healthy place for them to frequent, and fantastic customer satisfaction? That's the same thing you deserve. And you'll get it from Jenny King, the king of clean. We currently clean and disinfect over 350 businesses, buildings, healthcare facilities, schools, and offices here in the Jackson area with a 99.99% customer satisfaction success rate. Plus, our average customer retention rate is eight years. For your clean and healthy building, go to JannyKingCleans.com. That's JannyKingCleans.com now. Philium Corporation knows the technology is constantly evolving, especially in these challenging times. With so many people working at home, securing and guarding your company's data on-site or remotely is more critical than ever. As we all adapt to the new normal, Pelium continues to help you stay secure and current with IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems. Contact us at Pelium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. Employers, are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. At Clinton Body Shop, we really do take pride in perfection. And that's why we've been awarded the ICAR Gold Certification for our 30th year straight. Only 11 shops worldwide have accomplished this. This remarkable achievement can only happen with continuous training from iCar and the manufacturers of the vehicles you drive. In fact, we're trained and certified by more automakers than any shop in the market. At a time when insurers are pushing more than ever for discounted and shortcut repairs that save them money, why not insist on Clinton Body Shop, where you get an OEM certified repair using certified parts? If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com. Follow here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Now, now, onto the real part. Dino Mike! On Super Talk Mississippi. Some people call me the Space Cowboy. Yeah. Some call me the Gangster of Love. Some people call me Maurice. Because I speak. People talk about me, baby. Say I'm doing We are back on midday, Super Talk Mississippi. From the Element Wealth Studios, go to myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006 to let Element Wealth help you find your balance between income growth and guarantees. We're Chatting in the studios with uh, Congressman Michael Guest. He is fresh off his first-hand visit 
to the border. So you've done something the president hasn't done. You actually went to the physical border. That's right. Imagine uh, that. Th- th- this is the second trip to the border. Uh, actually, I- I'm scheduled to go back again at the end of the month uh, on an additional trip. And so, you know, this is something that uh, being on Homeland Security that we are extremely focused on. Yeah. Uh, and, and it is sad that you've got a president um, who will visit all over the country but refuses to go to the border to meet with the men and women who are there, boots on the ground, uh, who are trying to implement uh, the policies of his administration. Uh, again, his vice president, who he appointed as border czar, has made one trip to the border uh, in June of last year and, and has not been back. Uh, there was criticism of Secretary Mayorkas by many of the, the local sheriffs there. And they say, hey, this is a federal problem uh, that we are having to deal with as a local agency uh, and that there is no federal funding to reimburse us for what we're having to uh, put out uh, in the form of manpower, equipment, and, and things of, of that nature. So uh, I'll tell you that the, the, the local law enforcement is extremely discouraged with this administration, with the lack of support, uh, and with the fact that, that they just don't seem to care about the border. Yeah. Um, and so that this has been a Republican issue, uh, and there are a few moderate Democrats particularly that serve uh, in South Texas, uh, South Arizona, uh, who understand the impact it's going to have on their community. But outside of that, uh, nobody's talking about it. Now, I did think it was great, Gerard, that uh, we saw the governor of Texas uh, has shipped yeah, not one bus. but two busloads <laughs> of, uh, of immigrants there, dropped those off in D.C. And maybe maybe that will call some of the attention t- to this. But but this is not just a, a Texas, Arizona, right. New Mexico issue. I mean, this is a national issue, and this is something that Congress must address. Well, with respect respect to allowing Title 42 to expire, how do you square that with the CDC's guidelines to extend the mask mandates for American citizens traveling on airplanes and Amtrak and so forth? It complete, seems like complete contradiction. Yeah. You know, you know on, on one hand, we're saying, hey, we don't need Title 42, that, that COVID has subsided to the point that we don't have to, uh, you know, um, have these public health emergencies in place. But then at the same time, or, or, or almost uh, within just a matter of days of one another, uh, the CDC extends the mask guidelines for all of us who are traveling on planes and airports. You and can't so, take them seriously. Yeah, you, you can't. And, and so, again, it, it's a double standard. Uh, there, there, there is no consistency in anything that they do is whatever policy is good for that day. And look, you know, we have seen a, a resurgence of COVID, particularly in our nation's capital. Uh, many lawmakers uh, recently uh, have been afflicted by that, yep. including uh, the, the speaker herself. Yep. Uh, but but you can't have it both ways. You can't say that it ex- exists and there's a public health emergency as it relates to air travel, but that that public health emergency does not apply to immigrants coming across the southwest yeah. border. Yeah, totally agree. All right, so what, uh, what do you see coming up on the legislative calendar that I mean, there's talk that the Democrats may try to go for a Build Back Better light, that Joe Manchin's getting a little cozier on that idea, maybe try to slam that in before the midterms. What do you hear? You know, with with the, the, the recent inflation numbers that we saw this week, 8.5%, I think any large spending bill like Build Back Better, I think it's just dead on arrival. I, hmm. I just think that uh, people like Joe Manchin, Cinema in, in the Senate, I don't think that they'll even support a, a Build Back Better light. And, and, mm-hmm. I, and I 
had read some of those same stories as well that that Manchin might be warming up to that. But based on his recent statements or his statements he made at the time the bill was being debated and the current inflation numbers, I just don't see how that we can have additional spending in Washington D.C. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we we've recently uh, you know passed a, a, a budget, one of the largest budgets uh, in history. Um, many Republicans, including myself, voted against that. Now I, I did vote for the defense spending, and so on the House side, you were able to vote for defense spending as as a portion of that, and then all the domestic spending mm, separately. Okay. And so myself, Stephen Palazzo, Trent Kelly, we all supported the military spending, uh, particularly with what we're seeing in the Ukraine yeah. uh, with the rise of China. Uh, it's important that we properly fund our military, uh, that we're not only paying them and training them, but we're also investing in future weapon systems, uh, which are going to be important as we see uh, events geopolitically cont- continue to change. Uh, but as far as domestic spending, I will tell you that every one of the Mississippi Republican delegations voted against that. And okay. most most every Republican uh, in the House, there was only a handful, if I'm not mistaken, roughly about a dozen House members, yeah. House Republicans who voted for the domestic spending. Uh, and so that's something that, that we're going to have to make sure that we're keeping an eye on. And my hope is that if the uh, elections uh, go favorably for Republicans uh, in November, that one of the things that we'll start focusing on is, is trying to cut spending uh, and, and trying to hopefully one day get toward a balanced budget. Uh, I know that that's something not many people talk about anymore. Uh, that was kind of back in the days of uh, Reagan where he talked about, you know, we, we've got to get spending under control. But I think as Republicans, we've got to get back to being the party of physical conservatives yeah. and making sure that we're funding the necessary parts of government and those things that really the federal government has no business being a part of, that we need to, we need to shrink the size of government and, and so that we're not putting this burden on all American taxpayers. Yeah, and you know, one of the challenges there, as you well know, is, is roughly 70% of our total um, outflow is on mandatory programs. That's right. Discretionary spending takes up, like you said, maybe a third yeah. uh, uh, or, or less of the budget. Uh, the rest is you know, we've kind of put on uh, automatic pilot. Yeah. Uh, and and so those programs uh, such as uh, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, uh, those take up a large majority of our federal budget. And so, uh, again, we, we've got to do a better job, I think, of being physically conservative uh, as a party, physically conservative uh, as, as a country. Uh, and, and, look, if we can do here in Mississippi. Mississippi can pass a balanced budget every year. Uh, and we, we can do it in Washington, D.C. We've just got to have the willpower to tackle that challenge. Yeah. It, it just doesn't even make it to, to the radar. Uh, the, the idea of, of uh, addressing the 70% that is mandatory spending, which also includes debt interest as well, which is quite high, much higher now than it has and been because we borrowed so much money in the interest rates interest going rates up. Going about up that yeah, our debt payments are going to be even more. Yeah. We're, we're approaching a point where our debt uh, payments, our servicing our debt, could cost as much as our military. And the core function of government is to protect the country, is to secure the country. So the military is a necessary expense. The debt interest is a result of really bad fiscal management. Uh, you're exactly right. I mean, and, I mean, basically, we have borrowed on the backs of our children and grandchildren to pay for the programs now. Uh, and, and at some point, the bill's going to become due. We cannot continue to borrow at the current spending levels uh, that we, you know, we, we, we can't continue to borrow like we have. We, we've got to cut those spending levels, and we've got to get our physical house in order. You know, Kevin yeah. McCarthy, who's in line to be uh, the next uh, Speaker of the House if Republicans uh, do take the majority, uh, he's said that his 
two biggest concerns that he has. Uh, number one is China and the growth of China and what we're seeing there um, military-wise and, and some of the, 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 the long-term plans that, that, that the Chinese have to reshape the world order. And the second is, is national debt. Mm-hmm. And so I'm encouraged uh, that if he does become a speaker, that this that will be something that he will focus on is getting national debt under control and, again, making sure that we have a plan in place uh, to deal with the growing threat that, that China uh, poses uh, to America, to our economy, uh, to, to Taiwan, and, yeah. and to really just the, 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 the geopolitical order as we know it. Midterm year. When is when are the primaries? Uh, primary uh, Mississippi June the seventh. So June encourage 7th. everyone to get out. Uh, make sure we go vote. There are uh, primaries in, in uh, every congressional district. So everybody uh, around the state uh, will have the opportunity to vote uh, in contested primaries. And so again, so important that people get out and exercise that constitutional right. I think you've drawn a couple of primary opponents, right? I have. Yes, uh, I've, I have two. Uh, Trent Kelly has uh, one in North Mississippi. I think Stephen Palazzo has five or six yeah. maybe down in the fourth congressional district and mm-hmm. there's even a contested republican primary in the second district uh congressman mm-hmm. thompson's district yep. so uh for any republican listeners uh, there will be a, a primary in every race this year it's important that we turn out that, that we uh, elect good people coming out of the primary uh and then as we look going forward it's important that we continue to rem- remain focused on hopefully retaking the house which i feel good about uh particularly with some of the headwinds that the democrats are facing now uh, and then we'll continue to watch and see what's going to happen in some of these Senate races. We just shared earlier on the program, latest Quinnipiac poll shows the president's approval rating at 33. 33. I saw that earlier. 33%. That's, that's got to be a fairly strong indicator of uh, big-time Republican shellacking, as Barack Obama said in the midterm. We hope so, and we hope that the American public understands uh, the, the, the terrible policies that his administration has enacted and the impact it's having on the country. Totally agree. Congressman, always good to see you. Thanks for coming in, and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking soon. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Congressman Michael Guest has been our guest here on Middays. We'll come right back. Stay with us. Since 1920, many great beginnings in Mississippi have begun with a diamond from All Britain's Jewelers. Since then, we've changed in many ways, except in our commitment to our customers. Hi, I'm John All Britain. At All Britain's, we realize how important a diamond is to you. That's why our trained gemologist inspects every stone we sell. Whether you're buying your first diamond or celebrating your 25th anniversary, you can be confident of our quality and value. Come see why, since 1920, the people of Mississippi have chosen All Britons as their diamond store. Morganstone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects. We have all kinds of stuff. Marcus, let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morgan Stone in Brandon. Morganstone.com. 
Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. The Gallo Radio Show is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. You're looking for somebody to fix your roof, right? Watkins Construction and Roofing. I know by personal experience and customer feedback, they are number one. New roof, roof repair, metal roofing, skylights, roof windows. Our friends at Watkins Construction and Roofing will settle for nothing less than the most professional job in the industry. Again, it's that attention to detail that powers Watkins' continued growth. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team at 601-966-8233. Or go to nomoreroofleak.com. It's time to reserve the car you deserve at Bob Boy Honda. You probably know that there's distribution issues impacting automakers across the industry. But that won't stop us from getting you the ride of your dreams. Here's how to reserve the new car, truck, or SUV that you want. Step one, come to Bob Boy and test drive a car, truck, or SUV. Step two, reserve the Honda you want from our huge allocated inventory arriving daily. Step three, when your ride arrives, come down, pick it up, and it's that easy. Come on to Bob Boyd Honda. Let's get you a deal. deal. Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The National Weather Service in Jackson is busy conducting damage assessments after last night's severe weather. Jasper, Clark, Lauderdale, Leak, Neshoba, Winston, and Noxabee counties were affected. We'll know more when they release the results of their survey this evening. Southern Living Magazine named Natchez one of the South's best small towns this month. Mayor Dan Gibson says all you have to do is get on the Natchez Trace and look across the river to understand why. We started saying here lately only in Natchez. It's so beautiful here, but we're having a lot of growth. We're having a lot of increase in tourism, people moving in, buying houses, people starting new businesses. And I think we just hit 1,500 new jobs since July of 2020. So the Natchez renewal is going strong. Natchez came in number eight in this year's Breeders' Poll. For all things Mississippi, visit supertalk.fm. No other news team covers the Magnolia State like Super Talk Mississippi News. On air with reports every hour and breaking news as it happens. Your news all the time on air and online at supertalk.fm. My husband and I want the best for our children. So when our son Tripp shared his interesting career in technical education, we panicked. Hard work, dirty jobs, low pay. That's what we thought until we got the facts. We discovered countless paths to success, not to mention the growth opportunities. I'm so glad we listened to Trip. Trade up. Discover the power of career and technical education and start building your career. This message brought to you by the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation. Building tomorrow's workforce today. Prime Shrimp is a proud sponsor of Tasty Tuesday on Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Go to PrimeShrimp.com to get pre-seasoned, easy-to-cook shrimp delivered straight to your door. 
From the coast to the delta and all points in between, the stories of your Mississippi, all 82 counties, are heard here. With Super Talk Mississippi News, what happens, why does it happen, and how will it affect you, your family, and your bottom line? From the capital to your county, we bring you the most important stories from all across the state. Stay here and stay informed. Super Talk Mississippi News, online at supertalk.fm. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. It is on. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Midday Super Talk Mississippi from the Element Well Studios. It is Friday Eve. Paula Meridian says we ought to legalize marijuana. I think he's talking about a way to keep our young folks here. Um, you know, I hear you, Paul. I, I don't know how big a factor that is. I, I, they certainly hadn't shared that with me, and I've asked a number of them why they leave. It's... Uh, the the most common response, because all my friends are going. That's what I hear. And so it's like, well, if we could sort of stem the tide of all the friends, work is certainly a big issue. And I think we have to be honest and acknowledge that the industry that dominates our state has historically is agriculture. And uh, we have a great agricultural industry. But I think it's also safe to say not just a heck of a lot of opportunity, certainly for all of our graduates uh, across all those various disciplines, to work in that industry. So not suggesting that we need less of that industry whatsoever. I'm suggesting we need to diversify our economy. And we don't rank very highly. In fact, we rank lowest across a a lot of the uh, measurements with respect to innovation. Uh, Our eighth grade science and math uh, scores are not all that great. Uh, Proficiencies there. We we have the least amount of capital coming in to fund uh, technology-oriented companies. I mean, it's just a long list there. If you take a look at that, Wallet Hub really does a great job of uh, surveying that sort of stuff. And there was something else that was in that report that I saw that I thought was interesting. Uh, yeah, 51st in terms of share of STEM professionals, 47th R&D spending per capita, 51st venture capital per capita, 51st share of science and engineering graduates age 25 and up, 50th 8th grade math and science performance, 49th projected STEM job demand by 2028. I mean, that's from Wallet Hub. Now, I don't know what their methodology is from doing that. I'm just passing it on. But they're not the only organization that has 
um, has per- performed such analyses and can't come to the same conclusions. I'm just sharing that particular one. So, but uh, again, I think the auditor's right in that we need to talk about it and get that going. Uh, let's see. Something else. James in Hattiesburg. Can we do a tax incentive for employers that hire a certain number of Mississippi college grads or someone with Mississippi address? I feel like that would help. We actually have some. So it's it's not we have something in place like that already. Because remember that was a concern in terms of income tax reform. That you would lose that that benefit if you didn't have any taxes. <laughs> so um I don't think that's where the problem is, though, James. It's 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 not that employers aren't trying to hire Mississippians and people that would live and work here. It's it's that they can't get them to stay. So, uh, if we're talking about these private sector employers just writing checks and, and using some of those credits, tax credits they get for that purpose, I mean, possibly. And I do believe that, at the end of the day, money is maybe the key incentive that could be utilized to uh, turn this thing around. How to go about structuring that would require some thought. I know that in when I was hiring people, you know, signing bonuses, that's kind of become common now here in the COVID era. But, heck, I was doing that 20 years ago just to get people. And often we'd structure it so that you get some of it now and some of it after you stay. Sometimes that worked, sometimes it didn't. It, it just depended on, you know, what a person's priorities were. And, of course, when you're recruiting from other areas of the country where the, the uh, compensation is higher because the cost of living is higher, that's an issue, and you have to really get into the weeds to to um, persuade someone that, well, yeah, might be less. Most of the time, we just we paid what the rest of the country was paying. We just had to step up and do it. We were unable to overcome that. But, again, the main point, I think, here is that the auditors has brought this into focus, and people are talking about it, as we did here today on the show, and we're going to continue to talk about it, because I'm in full agreement with him that it is our lifeblood. It is our future. It is critical, totally critical. And we've got to um, continue to stay on that. Wait, you worked in Phoenix, didn't you, Mr. Gerard? Come run for office. I'd vote for principal conservatives in a heartbeat. He was, this is Jason, by the way, and he was talking about how he runs into a lot of people out in Yuma, right, uh, or in Arizona, that uh, Republican candidates and their election conspiracy, he says their election conspiracy peddling nutballs who are no better than the regressives. It's his term for the progressives. Yeah, I hear you. I actually didn't live in, in uh, Phoenix, but I was associated with a company that was headquartered in Tempe, Jason, and I spent an unbelievable amount of time out there as a result of that, and enjoyed it. And loved the area, by the way. I mean, played all the golf courses around the Phoenix area. It is beautiful. It just gets a little hot. You know what they say in the summer? It's a dry heat. You know what I always said? 
Well, stick your head in the oven. That's a dry heat, too. See what that feels like. Uh, but it, it's a growing area, and it's, it really is cool. Uh, the whole Scottsdale, Paradise Valley, Carefree, even south of the Met- Phoenix metro area. Really, really neat. Uh, Gary in the Berg makes a point uh, that I totally agree with here. He says, it's a good interview with the state auditor, and he was spot on about crime in Jackson affecting everyone else as well. Not surprised that criminals are being released, as they are in other liberal-run cities, and this is yet another problem. I'm also hearing that that is a problem in north of here in Canton, Mississippi, and in uh, my home county of Madison, where we have Madison and Ridgeland, Canton, Flora, Gluckstadt. Uh, he says, of course, few will address the real issues of culture and the near 80% out of wedlock birth rate until leaders are unafraid to discuss these. Nothing will change. Good show, Gary. Gary, I totally agree, and I, I promise you this, not on this, not in this forum, on this platform, but in my circles and social media, amongst my, my friends in, the, uh, in government and in industry, I have absolutely been hammering that point because if you, if you look at the statistics – we have stayed at the top in out-of-wedlock birth and teen pregnancies. And I want to say the number of homes that have a child without a father, fatherless homes, is a, is a stat that's off the charts in Mississippi as well. I totally agree, and I completely agree that until that is addressed, that uh, it's really difficult to overcome a lot of our major challenges here in in the state, and I think that's got to come from a cross section of political leaders, uh, of course, and and uh, clergy, um, performers, athletes, people that folks look up to. I think it'd be very effective in changing attitudes about uh, about this and about this kind of lackluster lifestyle and often one of a lot of promiscuity in uh, in our culture and it's not just here in Mississippi we just have an outsized share of it that I totally agree with you on that Gary and been trying to sound that horn 25 years because it's been around if you look at the statistics it's not something to be proud of we've stayed at the top of that list for a long time whereas we're at the bottom of the list on many of the measurements uh, um, that would measure the positive aspects of a state, such as those I just shared with respect to science and technology, engineering, math, um, per capita income, household income. I, you know, I've said here on the show, I think we ought to put big digital displays up in the legislature with our median household income. Focus on that. Everything that's done should be with that as a goal, to get off the bottom there. That is how all Mississippians' lives are going to improve. And um, sometimes it's kind of a hard thing to accept, but it is about money. Now, what's the best way to produce a thriving economy? Freedom. Limited government. Low taxation. They're all inextricably linked. Inextricably linked. That's how you do it. We'll take a break right here. We got a final segment on middays from the Element Well Studios. We got tickets, I think, to give away. Stay with us. Life is good today. Hi. 
Hop on in to Nandy's Candy for all your Easter treats. Personalized eggs, caramel divinity, peanut butter and chocolate whip eggs, chocolate bunnies and ducks, hand-blown eggs filled with chocolate, sugar eggs, stuffed animals, jelly bellies, foil-wrapped bunnies and eggs, sour bunnies, bunny corn, empty or pre-made baskets, and so much more. Nandy's Candy, 1220 East Northside Drive in Maywood Mart, exactly where the Easter Bunny shops. Shop online at nandyscandy.com for in-store pickup or shipping. Harley Equipment in Gluckstadt is excited that grass cutting season has finally arrived. Harley has a large selection of in-stock Skag Zero Turns, wall behinds, and stand-on mowers. And Skag mowers are known for being simply the best in the lawn equipment industry. Skag has the mowing machine to meet your needs with a variety of models to choose from for whatever size property you might have. Skag is offering 0% financing and no money down, so buying a new mower has never been easier. Harley Equipment in Gluckstadt. Find us on Facebook or give us a call, 601-499-0944. This is owner Cameron Hartley reminding you that when it comes to your lawn and outdoor equipment needs, shop smartly, shop Hartley. Family. What does family mean to you? At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, we value family. As a father-daughter team, Drs. Michael Carter and Catherine Carter Sledge are committed to helping you achieve your most beautiful smile. Go to cartersledgedental.com to meet our team, take a virtual tour, and make an appointment. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry on Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. Come be a part of our family. This hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe, the Philly Cheesesteak Sandwich or Wrap, Melt-in-Your-Mouth Pulled Pork Sandwich, and the best burger in the Metro. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. When you partner with R.J. Young for your business printing needs, you get the R.J. Young difference, superior service, in-house leasing option, and a we-make-it-right guarantee. Choose R.J. Young for your HP-wide format equipment and supplies needs. Print with confidence and trust HP Original Supplies for consistent, uninterrupted printing. To learn more about our office equipment and technology, visit rjyoung.com slash printers. R.J. Young partners with the best printer manufacturers like HP to offer you the best technology solutions that power your business. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Sponsor or register today for the Mississippi Economic Council's 72nd Annual Meeting on Thursday, April 21st at the Jackson Convention Complex from 8.30 to 1 p.m. You'll hear from MEC members, business leaders, and elected officials from across Mississippi as we hear from thought leaders about the opportunities for securing Mississippi's future. Attendees will hear from State Health Officer Thomas Dobbs, Governor Tate Reeves, MEC leadership, and more. Sponsor or register today at MEC.MS. That's MEC.MS. Are you thinking about retirement or are you recently retired? Do you have a plan or do you have a drawer full of statements? If your answer is the latter, then you're not retirement planning, you're retirement hoping. Risks and inflation are rising and planning is critical now. At Element Wealth, our exclusive 360 process can create a strategy to help protect what you've worked so hard to build while still providing growth. To start the conversation, visit myelementwealth.com or call 601-957-6006. 601-957-6006. 
arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. You know what that means. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll do it live. On Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Thanks for joining us. Scott Tupelo is concerned that between mail-in ballots and illegal immigrants, it's going to be hard for Republicans to take control. I, I disagree. I um, I don't think it is. I don't. I don't think that was. Uh, as widespread, meaning across the country, as as is perceived. So I'm I'm not feeling like that's going to be a problem at this point. We'll see, but I I just I just don't. It, it could be hard to kind of make that case and have an outcome that's totally different from what all the polls say, especially if they're about where they are now, leading up to the election. I uh, just don't. I think that would just be a huge red flag that would um, really come unglued. In reference to healthcare workers, oh, oh, I see. Hospitals want to serve as many customers with the least number of healthcare workers. I I don't see. I just responded that I don't think that's a problem. Every other business does too. I mean, that's that is uh, the concept of productivity: more output with uh, fewer resources. It's what produces wealth, this was just, and then the listener wrote back, said, in reference to health care workers leaving because they are overwhelmed, overworked. I think a lot, I think an overabundance and an anomaly of sick people is what caused them to be overwhelmed and overworked. I don't think there's any question about that. And, and, and so health care institutions will have to respond. If they're unable to staff up, to make the economics work, they'll figure out a way to change the organizational structure to do so. Otherwise, they'll perish as an as an entity. So, I mean, that's the beauty of the market. It, it does that. There was a question, and I apologize, I don't know the details. It's been a long time since I looked it up, and it's about the incentives that are available Um Rhino for I think for example if you uh, agree to teach in uh, in a, a school district that is short on teachers that the state will either pay for or pay you back for your uh, higher education costs if you get a degree in education and agree to work in that school district for a certain number of years I want to say that's still in place. Yeah, um, that's just one example. And, I, and I, what I was thinking about is something more generic in in nature. And this is so I, I'm looking at it now. Mississippi, 
Mississippi Economic Development Incentive Programs, and it and this is just listed under Employment Incentives, and it it says here if I'm reading this right, and this is a third party group that does publish this that there are some incentives available. Mississippi Department of Employment Security will pay up to half the wages of new workers while they're receiving on-the-job training. That is one. The Yeah, this is what I remember from the Mississippi Development Authority. The Advantage Jobs Incentive Program provides for a rebate of 90%. 90% of Mississippi payroll taxes withheld to qualified employers uh, for a period of up to, what, 10 years, I think? So, and this may be uh, a tool used to recruit new businesses, but uh, it just seems to me that there's some other incentive that exists out there, some sort of tax credit. But, I mean, the parameters are fairly tight on what qualifies for that. Again, I don't know that that moves the needle unless that is somehow paid to the employee, figures into the employee's pay. It certainly offsets it, but... Unless the employee gets it, the perspective, the candidate for employment, I don't think that really changes uh, their decision as to whether or not to seek work and take up residence in Mississippi. In the, in the case of the accountants, I, I mean, I know when I was going through that process, you're looking to go hook up with one of the big firms and the big public accounting firms. That's the vast majority of accounting graduates. That's what they seek. We've got some great regional firms here in the state, no question about it. But, you know, if you want to get on with one of what is now the Big Four, used to be the Big Eight, they don't really have major operations in the state of Mississippi because we don't have a lot of enterprises that need their services. See, You see how it all is so linked up? It's chicken and egg deal constantly. We can't get big offices of the big accounting firms because we don't have big corporate headquarters listed here that need the, those big accounting firms. So the accounting graduates get educated, and they go work for those firms in other states where they need them. That's what we got to change. And we got to do a better job of recruiting uh, corporate headquarters and, and um, enterprises that need those knowledge workers. We're out of time here today, but I'm going to be down at Corner Market in Hattiesburg tomorrow. Looking forward to that. I think Will's filling in for you tomorrow, right? Oh, yeah. Until then, beautiful day. Stay safe. God bless everyone. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.